happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormies. I'm Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I'm joined by Dogbot. What's happening? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, my chupacabras left me twin towers of goat goat bones All for right. this episode. All right. Also joining us this evening, one Reinhardt von Krieger. Hello, sir. How's it going? Um, I really don't have anything, anything clever to say. Uh, mm. This was a long, long week. <laughs> but I, tonight's going to be fun. Yes. Good end to it. Yes, it was a very long, long week. Also... Over there in the corner, taking notes. I don't think we're going to need to take too many notes, but he's he's going to take notes anyways. Jack, the intern. Hello. I'll, pre- I'll pretend to take notes. I'll, I'll type with my mechanical keyboard in the background so you guys can hear all the hard work I'm doing. Awesome. Awesome. And once again, joining us all the way from the land of the rising sun. It is morning time there. What is up, Alt Skull? Hey, guys. Thank you again for having me back. I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, normally it's like, man, I haven't had you on a while, but you were just here. So, hey, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like, well, we, we talk to you like every day, too. So it's not like, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not like we do it's like the He's like the cousin who stays for vacation and then like four days into the work week, he's still sleeping on your couch. Yeah. Like, hey, <laughs> buddy. Are you, what, do you, what is that? Is that, a, is, is that a job application? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Moving in. All right. So, you guys Dude, know. Dude, really, really, the rest of the milk? Really? <laughs> Got him. It's extra funny. Gotta make something in with your eggs. Come on. Right. It's extra funny because we know the private joke. All right. Today is a very, very special day. It's an anniversary. It's a huge anniversary. Today's the anniversary. You guys know today the anniversary of? Today is the anniversary of the day Donald Rumsfeld said that the Pentagon cannot account for $2.3 trillion. Oh, that's a lot of money. Yeah. And then they giggled. And then they giggled. Yes. They giggled and danced. So you know what that makes tomorrow? Hmm. Was it the day of the filming of one of our favorite CGI films ever? Yes, it was. Well, it was the filming of part oh. of it, at least. At least the, quote, live part was filmed that day. Yes, it is. Oh, that Indonesian gay dude that used to be our president said that tomorrow is uh, international or national volunteering day, like a day of service. National volunteering day? He, yes. every, time he's, every time I hear of something he says, he gets gayer and gayer and gayer. Well, he is Michael's beard. This is true. <laughs> He's Michael. That's a good one. It's usually the other way around. I know what right, you're right. volunteering for. Mm. So, all right, we'll just go ahead and jump into it. It is the 20th anniversary of the event known as 9-11. Now, we here at the Paranormies have done a 9-11 episode every year except, I think, 2019 we didn't do one. I looked. I went and looked. We didn't do one in 2019. Last year, we did the two episodes. We debunked the 9-11 debunking book. And then we did the Literally No Planes episode. And before that, we've had... I mean, we've had guys to come on to talk. We've had Zion Fraudson come on um, and talk about Bigfoot. 
<laughs> during a 9-11 episode, and we did one episode on Building 7 way back in Season 2 or 3. But we have done a 9-11 episode. Lucky Larry. Yes, Lucky Larry Silverstein. And his dermatology oh, appointment. Oh, so lucky. The dermatology appointment. That, <laughs> that, that audio that I played, uh, Dogbot, remember when we did that? that one extra episode that with the no planes where he's just talking about how, how he lucky he was to have missed out. Get a dermatology appointment. You know, I have light hair, light eyes, lights that the sun is terrible for my skin. Yeah. It's cause you're a fucking vampire. So that's why. This right. Is terrible for your skin. right. <laughs> I, I, I'm so glad that I picked up that debunking nine 11 conspiracy book for, I think it was like 50 cents or a dollar at half half price books so many mm-hmm. years ago. I had no idea what it was going to come in handy for, but it just seemed like it seemed like a very interesting pickup, you know? Yeah. No, and we tore it apart like like we do around here. That was it was a lot of fun. That was a fun this is going to be this going to be twice as good. Well, is that? It's at least worth a dollar at half price books. <laughs> yes. Um, this episode, there are people who are, there are people out there who are like, why does 9-11 still matter? What is, what is the point of talking about 9-11 when there's so many other things you guys can be talking about? What is, does everybody want to go well, around we just the room did a cri- and, and be, and, and give I an I mean, we just did a cryptid episode. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, why, why, yeah, why, why won't you guys. Why won't you guys, Taylor, make your content to exactly what I want? And right now, I don't approve of 9-11 and no plans. And don't we just have better things to talk about? This is in the past. It has absolutely nothing to do with everything that we're experiencing today, does it? Well, if that's the case, then we should stop talking about the Holocaust, too, then. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And hidden history. And And hidden history. Pretty much everything else. Yes. And anything that happened yesterday or more previously. None of this matters. Right. You guys are still talking about orphan trains. <laughs> we went, man, we went over we went over orphan trains with a fine tooth comb. Yeah. yeah Did you guys just move on? We did, but you know what though? I found more stuff on orphan trains that we can still do content on, by the way. So nice. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. So ha ha. Is it what I think it is? I I have dude, I have no idea. Like what you're thinking right now, it could possibly be. I worked all day, so I don't know. Like, <laughs> don't make me think right now, dude. <laughs> oh, oh, this is gonna be a fun episode then. Yes. No. If someone asked me what Reinhardt was thinking about, I would say uh, giant nephilim women. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't say giant nephilim women because no. You... See, I'm not a. You know what? Wait, well, I... please finish that thought. <laughs> oh. I didn't think, well, that was the whole point, is like the Nephilim were, they had, didn't they have children with the daughters of men? So the Nephilim were mostly dudes, right? I think they were all dudes. Yeah. Well, the fallen angels took took male form, but the Nephilim themselves, there's nothing that says they couldn't have been women. I mean, unless they were genetically engineered to be men. Here comes the reaching for the, okay, for the giant Nephilim girlfriend. Here we go. Nope, I'm not a. I I am I am not a simp. <laughs> All right, that's good. That's good. We've had listen. We have had panel members who have simped for cartoon girls before. So, 
<laughs> it's happened. Yeah. All right. Speaking of 9-11, where do we want to start, man? It's the 20th anniversary. Uh, it's kind of fucked up that, like, right before the 20th anniversary of 9-11, isn't it weird how, like, uh, you know, President Silver Alert Reptilian in a skin, in a human skin suit just gave the guys who did 9-11 all the weapons we left in Afghanistan? Uh, yeah, they gave aid and comfort to the uh, the the bad the bad gang of Al Qaeda, which is what the base. That's what that means. Yes. Uh, yeah, he gave them like he gave them enough weapons to be a local superpower. Right. 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 Yeah. Well, and then you know the timing of that obviously is not accidental whatsoever. Right. That's I've what I was talking this point about. A number of times. That this is we're in the midst of the next 9-11 operation, which is, by the way, for our detractors, why this is still important, if we have to say it so explicitly. And the closing of the book on the last 9-11 operation with uh, Taliban once again regaining power in Afghanistan. I know it was al-Qaeda at the time, but I mean, we know that the warlords regaining power in Afghanistan and us relinquishing power and the whole meme about the uh, the graveyard of empires and everything. All of that comes to a close just as the new 9-11 operation is really, really getting underway. And uh, we know that they do these things, that they follow narratives, that they follow storylines. And there's absolutely no way, in my opinion, that that was accidental whatsoever. Oh, there's the can't yeah, be. The new- it can't be. There's no there's no way looking at that. I mean, it's it's a perfectly scripted movie. Even I mean, even down to like the weird fake media stuff around it. It's just like something out of a out of a really shitty eighties Rambo type movie. Well, the new, the the oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Reinhardt. No, it's fine. Go ahead. Uh, the new nine eleven narrative will be exactly what that uh, cryon or the uh, the screenshot of the Department of Homeland Security three three things to look out for will be. It will be. You know, the new the new enemy will be people who oppose covid measures, mm-hmm. believe that Trump uh, was cheated out of the election and something it, something's going to happen on a holiday or the anniversary of the 20th anniversary of 9-11. So yeah. we like that, all the memes of the American Taliban and all that stuff. Basically, uh, anybody that's remotely patriotard is now the new enemy. They right. specifically, they specifically said nine eleven remembrance on on the screen. Like I showed somebody that screenshot. I saved that screenshot from a couple weeks ago. It's from like August twelfth. Yeah, it was from the it was from the the uh, Charlottesville the day uh, the anniversary of Charlottesville. They posted maybe the that. reason they named it. Maybe the reason they named it the Patriot Act so many years ago is because it's supposed to go after people that call themselves patriots today. I mean, I they it's not like they haven't telegraphed their stuff before. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they, they plan these operations decades in advance, so I'm sure that that actually did foretell the thing that we're seeing today. And yeah, the new narrative is it's the same narrative as the old narrative, which is that there's terrorists and we're supposed to be afraid of these people. And those people are the reason that they are infringing upon our American freedoms and the new terrorists are now not the brown sand people in the desert, but they're the white people who just want to, you know, not be injected with an experimental gene editing concoction <laughs> and who uh, support basically the constitution, you know, as, as misguided as that might be at this point. And, uh, 
you can see the whole narrative just shifting into into the new terrorists and the new red, green, yellow. What is it? No, I said the colors wrong. Right? Green, red yellow, team, orange, team. red uh, alert systems and all of that. Oh, the oh, the, the I forgot different, about the warning system. The yeah. rainbow warning system. Yeah, I mean there, that. Yeah. It's there, right there was the ter- a thing already that they did. Uh, well, what that is is that it's the COVID variants, basically, <laughs> and the new like oh now there's a new variant, so we're going up to to DefCon Orange now, and then there's going to be the Mu variant, which is we're we're you know twelve minutes from midnight at this point. It's, well, don't it's forget so ridiculous. the Mu the Mu variant uh, completely avoids vaccines and is extremely deadly to children. Like they're but it's a legendary oh. Pokemon variant. This is true. This is true. It's also the lost land of sun-worshipping serpent people. It's one also the time. sound the cattle make. Right, one, definitely it one at a time, you Delta guys. In the Greek, in the Greek alphabet. Did you guys no, know they're that? They're all over the place. Well, yeah, Lambda doesn't over... come after Delta either. Right. Yeah, no, none of these, none of these are in the correct order, and I think that's being done. Pur- if you don't think that's being done purposefully, then I don't know what to tell you at this point anymore. Everything they do. Everything they do is being done purposefully, and it is pretty much going exactly the way we predicted it, oh, I don't know, like well over a year ago. We called vaccine passports, we called vaccine mandates, we called uh, booster shots, and oh, speaking of booster shots, and remember we talked for a second the other day about Pfizer making the two-dose pills that you can take in conjunction with your booster shot, remember that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, you know what they're they're making, right? They're they're basically making ivermectin. It, Jesus Christ! Of it's course. literally uh, what is it? A protease inhibitor? That's what ivermectin is, right? Yes. It, yeah, it's a protease inhibitor, and uh, what theirs does is um, it's a protease inhibitor. So, so what is it like? That would ivermectin. I'm sorry. That that would go even further in explaining why they're spending so many resources now in demonizing ivermectin. Obviously, the first part of <clears throat> that operation, which I recognized early on, was that they are using ivermectin as a way to get right-wing people and white people to acknowledge that there is COVID and that it is deadly and is dangerous, which it actually isn't. Right. And so they're pushing this really hard because what it does is it frames it in the context of, no, no, there's actually a killer virus out there that we need to protect ourselves from. This is just an alternative to the vaccine. And then it allows them to smear right-wing and white people as, oh, you're, you're, Taking a horse dewormer, you're retarded. And then further, now that you just mentioned that, which, which I didn't even realize, is that they're they're competing uh, against ivermectin now, and they're coming out with their own drug that they don't want any competition for, right? Because it's a generic drug, and it's cheap as fuck, it's and a- it's forty years on the market with zero adverse effects or deaths, right? Well, what what they're doing with all of this, getting people to you know still believe in COVID, what they're once again, doing is Dogbot likes to say is the team red, team blue. Um, yeah. They're keeping everyone focused on that dichotomy, but focused on the same goal that COVID is somehow deadly. Right. So this, their focus is still on on the Jewish prize. Right. This makes everybody just presuppose that COVID is real, and that is it's right. just that's the foregone conclusion. And no matter what you're starting there, you're starting with COVID is real and ah uh, ivermectin. You know, you're starting off with COVID is real. And that and starting point means that, yeah, that they means even, you're not going to make it. <laughs> they even had Bill Hicks come out and do like a, a two and a half minute bit where he takes a bunch of 
the the horse stuff. Yeah, he and took then a spoonful. The camera cuts away, and he comes back, and he's got a donkey mask on. <laughs> he's got yeah, he's got the Bojack oh, Horseman. Man. He's got the Bojack uh, Horseman his, his mask. His edits are so funny. Thirty years what later, a Joker. Yeah, he's such a funny Joker. He's oh, just man. a that stand-up comedy, legendary comic. This guy, legendary comic, the original conspiracy theory comic. Guys, come on, right? He was. I mean, maybe not. You know, even though I wasn't alive in the '90s, I'm glad that I at least get to see him in his older age. I wasn't old uh, enough I was in the a 90s fan. to see him. I was a big fan in college. I used to have the CDs. I used to listen to him with my best friend. I was genuinely upset when he died of leukemia or whatever it was. Yeah, it was some weird cancer that he shouldn't have gotten because he was only 32. So, or yeah, right. Or- 33. No, it wasn't 33, it was 32. That, actually, we we made that point. We made that point when we talked about um the Bill Hicks on the Bill Hicks episode, on the Bill Hicks Alex Jones episode. Um that he was 32, not 33, and not 27 either, which is really weird. But anyways, back to 911. 9/11. Yeah. Remember when Rudy remember, uh do you guys remember Zeitgeist that scene in Zeitgeist where they're talking about 911 and they just showed um with like some Looney Tunes music in the background, they showed Rudy Giuliani, George Bush, and Dick Cheney just saying like 9-11 and terrorism and terrorists and like over and over and over again, just using the repetition method to beat into everybody's head that like there was an actual terrorist attack that actually took place. Yes. I don't remember that. It, but uh, <laughs> they, if you put it all together... I think Rudy in Rudy Giuliani's little five-minute speech, he said terrorist, terrorism, and terrorists like 30 times, and 9-11 probably 40 times. Oh, I remember seeing that. Somebody cut it all together on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, it was in Zeitgeist when they were talking about how they use repetition to sell the, uh, to sell the lie, you know. And George Bush gives the speech about, you know, don't, don't listen to, you know, uh, conspiracy theories. Terrible lies used to confuse and, and, and obscure the, the real culprits. Yeah, you guys. Anyway. Is that is that right before he took his golf shot? Oh, yeah. Now, if you excuse no, me. Right, you right before I went back yeah. to reading books to kids. Yeah, right now, if you excuse me, I got to take this golf shot. <laughs> Do it, Johnny. <laughs> How about that one? <laughs> how about how about that? How about that one right there? Huh? Huh? Huh, John Kerry? How you like that? Huh? Huh? I'm president. <laughs> All right. I remember... I remember that one from live, uh, not live TV, from, from the actual original news story when it happened. And even back then, I was like, whoa, why, why is he golfing? That's a little weird. Uh, it seems seems a bit um, inappropriate to the subject matter of what he was just talking about just now. That right. mission accomplished, which I actually cheered on when he did, which I feel a bit of shame about. Now. Uh, I, yeah. I hated the whole Iraq thing. Yeah. I didn't I know. I, I was I, I wondered what the fuck what the fuck are we doing over there if the the terrorists are supposed to be hiding out in the other part of the desert what are we doing in you know <laughs> it just made no sense yeah. to me yellow cake I yeah, yeah yellow cake the whole WMDs thing was yeah. just so see through yellow cake bro I mean every like Colin Powell was talking about Saddam Hussein has yellow cake and everybody's like dude I love cake let's go get it. Right, I mean, Colin Powell clearly loved cake. Who doesn't like cake? And we're gonna go get Saddam's stolen cake, right? And I think she got cakes. Was with it like the, the was it the birthday song. cake from the from the party at the golf club? It was. Um, I don't know. I don't have anything funny. Sorry. 
It was a lie, is what it was. It was a lie. It was a blatant lie, and uh, the people of Iraq paid dearly for it. And um, in the, the people of Iraq paid dearly in the training exercise that is going to be the um, vaccination roundups in the United States. Future vaccination. Yeah, roundups. yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just um, as a little aside, completely unrelated, but Reinhardt would probably appreciate it. Was one of the theories that why they went into Iraq was that they found Gilgamesh's tomb. And they wanted the genetic material from the tomb. And that was one of the reasons that we saw them raiding those museums. And there was so much outrage over those museums getting destroyed. It was actually them raiding uh, the epic tomb of Gilgamesh. Mm. Well, I think that that was part of it because they did jack a lot of artifacts. And it was not long after the supposed tomb of Gilgamesh was found. So I think part of that was true. I don't know if genetic material was involved or not. But, yeah, well, I, I think that was certainly not a, a bad, um, not a full lie, is what I mean. Sure. And also, well, don't forget, like like I said, it was the, uh, the warm-up for the, um, you know, taking biometrics and stuff of uh, urban populations, you know, controlling people yeah, with, yeah, controlling yeah. people with food and water, power, you know. Yes. Yeah, I posted that thing recently about uh, the guy. It was really hard to read because it was such a long poll post, but basically it was backed up by the guy because he provided photos. First, he talked about how they did it, and then he actually provided photos of exactly what he was saying what was happening. So it seems like it was completely true. And why wouldn't it be true? They were saying that they would bomb the fuck out of a village, and then they would move in, and the people would have no infrastructure whatsoever because they'd bomb the water mains and any ability that they had to have access to clean water or food. And then they would say, Oh, our, you know, we're your saviors. Here we are with all this bottled water for you and you're welcome to it, but you need to submit your biometric data first. And of course these people had the choice of either dying of dehydration and starvation and having, and watching their children die first, or they could go in there and have a thing put to their face and take their biometric data. And yeah, like you said, Johnny, I mean, look at how this narrative is playing out today. now, Right. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, it's, well, it's, not, it's not like nobody in this room has predicted any of that ever. Well, and yeah. and to circle back to one of our original points, the reason 9-11 still matters is because it's a bookend. It is a bookend of a trial run era. The last 20 years has been full of trial runs for everything that's going to be happening from here on out. From here on out, it ramps up by a thousand. Absolutely. As we're and so already. And this ties into uh, Borzoi's theory that the world ended in 2001. Yeah, it was a giant satanic ritual and mm-hmm. it, everything completely shifted forever. Yep. I, I'm, yes. The more, yeah, the more I live the in this timeline. Before it even became that popular. I'm sorry, what'd you say? Said so maybe the internet died too, you know, only a couple of years later uh, with the advent of social media and everything. That, was, that could have been the start of it. All of this makes. I mean, it yeah, all makes I miss, sense. I miss you know. message boards. That was great. <laughs> yes, me too. Message boards are much better. Things much, were simpler then. Yeah, much better than social media. We were just talking about all this. Oh my god, I was just talking about all this stuff that work this week. Weird. All right, so back back to nine eleven. What do we want to? I mean, it's the twentieth anniversary. We've come so far in our journey of you know figuring out what's what with 9-11. At one point, I think everybody in this room believed um, 
that there might have been planes. Like, did anybody ever not believe there were planes? Like, at some point, everybody believed planes, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I mean, right. I believe the official narrative when it happened. I I was yeah. completely fooled. I thought Obama Obama bin Laden <laughs> Osama <laughs> bin Laden was the bad guy, and we were supposed to go over there and fight him over there, so we didn't have to fight him over here. And they hate us for our freedoms. And Pat Tillman is a hero, and all of that. Right. Yeah, I just knew that my family members in the army were going over to do some good things. I had everything. I was. I mean, I was in the in the Navy at the time and all my training got like super sped up and we got, you know, six week schools were done in three and <laughs> yeah, we, we, Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, hurried up and get over there. So I don't know. I don't remember like to me, it always just seemed so surreal because I watched, we watched it on, on TV. We were in California so it was uh what eight forty five eight forty six the first plane flight flight eleven hit at eight forty six was that correct something like that yes that's, every, that's correct because everything happened all all the stuff happened before the restaurant and the observation decks opened up on the towers um, conveniently very conveniently at everything nine thirty yeah everything opened at nine thirty everything in Manhattan opens at nine pretty much and everything else opens like like all the other stuff opens at nine thirty so conveniently everything happened with the World Trade Center from like eight forty five to like nine o'clock nine fifteen and by that time well nobody's going down there holy shit right I mean can't go to work now um but anyways so it was it was eight o'clock so it was five six o'clock in the morning yeah I was getting up getting up getting ready to go to the gym and somebody's like hey they just Dropped an airplane in New York City, and we turn on the TV, and it's like, holy shit, what the fuck is this movie? <laughs> you know? Little did we know, <laughs> little did we know, like, no, two of us are standing there, and we both are like, what the fuck is this movie? Is exactly what we said. And we stood there and watched it, and it was just like, this is a movie. This isn't real. This is not real. And it wasn't, and you know how people will stare at something like this, and they're just like, it's so surreal. This can't be real. It just can't be real. And I wasn't doing that. I was like, this literally doesn't look real i just it just triggered something inside of me that was like i I don't know i just couldn't believe it i just could not believe that this was real and of course you know it was on tv so it was clearly real and you know it was on the news yeah it was on all the news channels like we saw it on cnn we saw it on fox we turned it over to the the local la stations you know the san diego stations it was all you know it was all over everything. We watched it happen. We watched, we watched it happen live, just like uh, so all those people watched the Kennedy assassination happen live on TV. Right. Yeah, the, the thing about it for me was it was so far away, right? And yet, that next following two weeks, when all the planes were grounded, I, I lived very close to DFW Airport at the time. And having no planes flying, I, I was so used to planes constantly flying over. Having no planes fly over, it it had it had instilled this sort of undercurrent of dread. And we were at an event on the top floor of a club in downtown Dallas. And you couldn't help but to just keep looking up at the skyscrapers, you know, that were very nearby. <laughs> you know, like it, it just it sent such a such a powerful and deep signal 
that it was impossible to shake. Like you, it was impossible to not be completely affected by the images that were beamed through the television on 9-11. I remember that, Doug Butt, and obviously we were in the exact same city at the exact same time when that happened, and I specifically remember a news story. It was the day or the two days after where the newscaster was talking about how, look at the sky, there's no planes in the sky anywhere. This is a rare event for the Dallas-Fort Worth area or for any place in America. And I was like, yeah, there's no planes. Like, that's crazy. I, when it happened, it was one of those moments <clears throat> in life where you never forget. Like, I remember I was... Uh, sleep. My phone started ringing, and it was just after 8.45 a.m., and my friend from college, my really good friend, uh, I'll never forget, he said, he said um, I answered the phone, and he's like, do you know what's happening? And I said, what? And he said, planes just hit the World Trade Center, the Pentagon, and the White House. America is under attack. Like, that's literally how he said it. Like, uh, you know how we get the I'm not saying he was an NPC, but you know how we get the NPCs and they just channel something like they get the download and then they channel a certain narrative that needs to come through. It was like it perfectly came out of his mouth like that. And then as as I heard it, it obviously affected me that way. I was like, America's under attack. What the hell is going on? And there was still a sort of fog of war thing happening at the time. So he had said that the White House got hit, too, which it turned out that that wasn't the case, nor was it ever going to be the case. But after that, we went to a friend's house. A whole bunch of us just went to a friend's house, and we skipped classes that day. We were, we were in college, and uh, we just ended up watching the TV all day. And I remember also just uh, like moments after the second plane had hit the South Tower, and they were saying, well, Osama bin Laden is obviously one of the main culprits as the terrorist leader of uh, this event. And so it's probably, uh, this is clearly a terrorist attack. It's probably Osama bin Laden. And I was like, oh, wow, Osama bin Laden, who's that? I remember, I remember that when there were. I remember actually, the Air Force general talking about. I think it was the same day of nine eleven. Said that um, there was no way it was Osama bin Laden because he had been killed in an air raid a few years before, and that guy was never to be seen on television ever again. Yeah, that was floated for a while, wasn't it? Yeah, that was floated for like five minutes, and he was gone. Yes, it was it was immediately pinned on Osama bin Laden, the guy, the diabetic on dialysis in the cave in Afghanistan who masterminded it all from the laptop that had anime and I think it was like Plants vs. Zombies or something on his computer. Like it was like literally like really dude, like did you like really FBI guy, did you just grab your laptop? You know. Right. <laughs> Lolly porn and plants no, versus zombies. Spider solitaire. Yeah, exactly. He's got like a fucking file full of fucking spider girls and snake girls and. God. I said spider solitaire. <laughs> no, but remember, Bin Laden's computer that they found supposedly yeah. had anime on it. You know, so. Right. Why oh, not yes, hentai? Weeb meme. Why? Yeah. Why not hentai? Based sure, weeb not? Taliban. Yeah. Based weeb Taliban. I only remember oh the Counter Strike. Oh, it was Counter Strike. Yeah. I, I was. I was. Yeah. yeah. I was doing another thing where I just made something up when I didn't know the answer. <laughs> yes. Based Taliban uh, training through CS:GO. Dude, that's how they. That's how they got all their close quarters combat training. Dude, you had to have. I mean, like. 
If they hadn't run those matches night after night in land parties, they never would have been able to hijack those planes with box cutters. Mm. The you feel when I it? probably played CS uh, Counter-Strike Source with Osama Bin Laden. Feels good, man. <laughs> I'll bet. I'll bet you at least once. I'll bet you all. If you, if anybody in here played CS:GO at all, I bet you played at least once with with OBL. Just think about that. I think I have the that that game has the most hours played out of anything that I have on Steam. Me too, but it's the I, only game I, I totally have on Steam. regret. I totally regret not getting the airbrushed Osama bin Laden T-shirt. I saw at a swap meet in the uh, mid aughts. Oh my god. <laughs> Do you know, I used to have the card deck. Uh, remember, what was the card deck called? Oh, with the, um, the terrorists? With, yeah, with the with the leaders of the Iraq war. With, oh, um, with the Bathists and shit? Oh, man. Yeah, I had that. <laughs> I knew a couple of guys oh, that, that had that when cool. I was in the Navy. Yeah, I, might, I probably still have it at my mom's house, actually, if we look around. That's who was the Who was the, the propaganda guy? He was my favorite. Mohammed something, I'm sure. What was the guy's name? He had a name though. He had like a nickname, and he was I don't the know, guy. My who'd favorite go, guy was Chemical Ali. Chemical oh, yeah, that Ali. Awesome. That's funny. Chemical Ali. He gassed the Kurds. Yeah. Uh, Chemical uh, Ali sounds like uh, a rapper. Okay, yeah, sounds like a garbage pail kid. I bet he did. I bet he did though. I bet he had like some Bathurst raps going on. <laughs> he might have. He might have. Yeah. Right. I'm Chemical Ali, and I'm spitting gas. No, stop, oh, stop. here it is, Jack. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. The most wanted Iraqi playing cards. The most Let's wanted Iraqi playing cards. All these can come yeah. kiss my ass. Oh. Ali Hassan yeah, well, al-Majid. It's got the whole ranking. It's got the whole ranking. Ali. Yeah, that's hilarious. What is the guy's name? What is his name? I'm going to find it. Yeah, it's Ali Hassan al-Majid. It's Chemical Ali. All right, who's the who's the propaganda guy though? I'm, uh, I'm looking. Hold on. Why is the guy so far down? I thought he'd be higher up. Like two to one, his name is Muhammad. Well, probably. Chairman. What the fuck? I just looked at everything. Hold on. Let me look again. He didn't make the cut. No, he had to. I remember having him. <laughs> it's a Mandela effect. Oh no. Muhammad effect. <laughs> it's a Muhammad effect. <laughs> oh no, dude! What Sk the fuck? It's not even there. Skull got Muhammad affected on the 9/11 show. All right, now I'm 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 annoyed. I'm gonna look on Google. You guys, who presidential talking. scientific advisor Amir Hamoudi Hassan. Amir That's, Hamoudi Hassan Habibi Hadji Hadji. Oh my God! All right, enough about that. Let's. Okay, so we all at one point. Sort of believe the official narrative. At what point did you start questioning things? Go around the room. Go ahead, Reinhardt. Um, I I started. Okay, so I was Wait, just real quick. Sorry, Baghdad Bob. What's that? Baghdad Bob was the guy. It was Baghdad, Baghdad Bob. Bob. Baghdad Bob. <laughs> The information minister for uh, Saddam Hussein. He was uh, he always wore the little French uh, beret cap type thing in the glasses, and he'd be on TV talking about all sorts of crazy shit. And we would listen to him and go, "Oh, it's so obvious that this is propaganda and lies." Can you believe these Iraqi people believe this guy Baghdad Bob? Meanwhile, we're watching it on CNN. Right. 
If you guys don't know who Baghdad Bob is, look up YouTube videos of Baghdad Bob. The guy was hilarious. He's a great I mean, actor. Chemical Ali is a way better nickname than Baghdad Bob. Yeah, Baghdad it, it Bob. It is. It is. I understand. Baghdad Bob oh, sounds like something you call one of the guys at work who right. might have gone to Iraq for like three tours. That's Baghdad <laughs> Bob. Don't talk to him about the war. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> Yeah, there's the guy. Some the stuff. Guy. That's Seen the famous things. picture. I remember him. him. Yeah. He was yeah. saying that everything, uh, this picture, he was saying that everything's okay. Iraq has complete control of the country. And meanwhile, they had been completely overrun by U.S. forces. And he was on TV saying that. Oh, this guy, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, He's I literally. Worked for, I, I worked for that guy. He was a prick. He would not pay you overtime. You know, like, <laughs> He's, it was, uh, yeah. He's like, literally the Iraqi half, version. I was like, fuck this shit. He is the Iraqi version of Leslie Nielsen in um, the Naked Gun when the when you know when the um, fireworks factory is being exploding. He's like, everybody go home. Nothing to see here. Yeah, that's him. I remember yeah. this guy. Right. He was literally the epitome of no, go. Everybody just take care. Every, nothing to see here. Go on home. Go about your business. Everything's fine. Meanwhile, there's like an entire circus going on behind him. I'm pretty sure, honestly, I bought my car from this guy back in yeah. Nashville. No, this guy, okay. Like five years ago. So this guy's not even Iraqi. This guy is like some probably Sephardic Jew who they threw in a fake uniform. That's not even a real Iraqi uniform. That's probably like a janitor's like jumpsuit that they threw some fucking medals on. He he looks Egyptian almost. Yeah. He's not. That yeah, guy's not yes, real. He does. That guy's not. That guy's an actor. One hundred percent. That's an act. Like not even. He's not even Iraqi. Like he's not even a member. That's why he's not in the cards. Skull. The beret suits him well, though. Like it's, you know, not very many people can really pull off a beret. It's uh, better than Ed Harris is in uh, the Truman Show. Oh God! Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. That might be one of the worst berets. Right. Yes. All right. I set a pretty low bar. I'm sorry. I did set a low bar there. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, back to 9/11. So we have the playing cards. <laughs> um, we also, well, we also have the Illuminati cards that 9/11 plays into so many of. Yeah, we've seen those cards posted. I know several times people have posted pictures of the entire friggin' decks, <laughs> and I mean, how many of those are involved in 9/11 or 9/11 adjacent? Probably. A good thirty percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. I literally just posted one to the channel last night. I mean, it's not nine eleven adjacent, but I did post one of those cards. Just letting you know. Isn't it? Oh no, that's just a tarot card. Yeah, the, the hanged man. It was the Library of Alexandria. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that that the the Library of Alexandria card. They burned down the building, but the books were already checked out. It says, like, yes. <laughs> they were <laughs> oh absolutely if anybody thinks that the library of alexandria was actually destroyed and all of that knowledge actually disappeared well uh, again i i don't know what else to tell you like <laughs> you're just retard the fact you might, you might believe in all those fires in the late 1800s and early 1900s too then right yeah and all kinds of other stuff did you get oh yeah we forgot we forgot about we, we forgot to finish up okay so um thank you for reminding me dogbot who missy reinhardt you did you go? Then who was next? Uh, yes. Okay, who's I guess. next? Um, so I was just a kid. I was in like second grade when it happened. Okay. Um, and I believe the official narrative, as you do as a kid, you just believe what your parents believe. 
And uh, my dad regrets every day buying into the whole narrative for as long as he did. But about 2004, 2005, uh, we started looking into the possibility. Um, This is when I had started looking at history and biblical history in kind of a conspiracy light. Anyway, and he got some documentaries, a couple of DVDs on 9-11. And we started you know, connecting the dots with like the basic 9-11 conspiracies. And I believe no planes had been mentioned, but it was very, it was very pejorative. It was like, Oh no, 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 that's deception. That's misinformation there. Here's, here's the real story. And now we mm. look at those stories and they're purely deception. Um, so it was, it was definitely a long road getting through just the normie theories and then kind of breaking through, um, especially with the help of the paranormies when I found them, uh, getting more involved. I hadn't looked into 9-11 for years, really. I've focused on other things. Um, but over the last few years, I, uh, my knowledge and my the importance that I place on this event has grown immensely. And now I see how just intrinsic it is to what we're experiencing now and what we're going to be experiencing. Right, right. It's big ultimate psyop. So, this, it was at the time. Yeah, that's me. Biggest psyop so far. Yeah. Uh, Dogbot. Um. Well, I'm going to have to say that the gatekeepers did a really good job of keeping me from being not remotely fucking interested in 9/11 for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like all the wars we were engaged in, and I went through a sort of uh, conservative period where I I didn't really think about. Uh, I didn't really put a lot of thought into 9-11 and some of the people I knew in the late aughts who were obsessed with 9-11 conspiracy, they were insufferable burdens. So it was just a topic that I sort of avoided for a period of time until I'd say about 2015, I started actually looking into some of it and I, I was, uh, I completely could not buy anything about the official narrative. Uh, but it wasn't even like that. I thought that George Bush specifically did it or, um, that there was explosives in the towers. It was just that we were completely being lied to about every aspect of it. And it it really was the last two and a half years. I've been looking a lot deeper into it because I just wanted to know how they got away with it. You know, I, I, when I say they, whoever the elite satanic forces that be that run this world, uh, they're the ones that did it. And I wanted to know how and why. Uh, I, and the stuff I've been finding out in the past few years, it just, they really pulled a fucking fast one. And it was so well done. But at the same time, there are many parts of it that weren't well done at all. So it's 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 very baffling to me. The entire the entire ordeal is baffling to me. It's it's a very well orchestrated and partially exceptionally pulled off, but at the same time, extremely bumbling in many many places. This this nine eleven story, like from the official narrative to the conspiracy narratives because there's multiple of those um yeah there's a lot of like 
there's a lot of almost getting it right with a lot of things and there's a lot of disinformation sprinkled in and then there's a lot of really well done deception you know and a lot of really 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 good gatekeeping being done on like all sides so. all right skull did you do yours you were um you were in college you said right i, I haven't done my okay yeah, I mean, I did my introduction to it, but I haven't done my when I figured out it was All a fake right, yes, game. You're next. Um, but just before I get into that, just to add to what you guys are talking about, it is interesting how when you look at it now and you start breaking things down and you really start analyzing video like we're, we're going to do once we get into it today, how really poorly done so many aspects of the operation were. And yet, like you guys were saying, how successful, how wildly, unbelievably successful it was. And how supernatural some of the elements were in fooling people or in uh, just the idea that there's, you know, whether this was a technological accomplishment or somehow a supernatural accomplishment, but that there were so few videos when there were so many millions of people who would have automatically had at least, you know, point and click cameras and people who were living in the area who would have had video cameras and people who were in news agencies and modeling agencies and television studios who would have had access to very good cameras. And yet somehow only uh, at the time around 18 videos existed, very few still images. And so like, even though it appears that they were so bumbling in their execution of so many things, the fantastic success of how well they pulled off everything and how um, widespread the deception was and how effective it was at getting the the goals that they wanted accomplished is really mind-blowing. Um, so, yeah, I just completely agree with you guys there and adding to, a little bit to it. As far as when I realized it was a deception, it's been kind of a long, pure, uh, like a like a growth growing experience because I remember like just a couple years after the event, I was still on my bodybuilding forum, and that's where I did most of my online activity was um, this net website at the time. It was called testosterone.com, and then they fucking – well, you know how that happens. The testosterone got erased, and then it was just tnation.com, and they've become progressively more liberal and gay oh, since yeah. then, which is why I kind of left. Uh, you know, I left after a while once there were people on the – website they were arguing and this is back in 2014 2013 there was people arguing that trans athletes could uh compete against women athletes and there was no difference i think i was arguing with a jew this one time i realized that later on but uh it just the idea that these people were coming in it kind of made me not want to be there anymore but on that website they had a political forum and at the time there was a lot of good very intelligent people on there and that was back when they were arguing about thermite and how jet fuel can't melt steel beams and 45 degree angle cuts and controlled demolition and all that stuff. And kind of like what Dogbot was saying, the people who were bringing up these ideas were bringing up very legitimate questions about the nature of the operation and how, you know, planes can't do that. Aluminum airplanes can't do that to an entire World Trade Center seven building complex. But they were so fucking insufferable and just the the big the very heavy-handed way that they would stomp into the forum and spray diarrhea all over the place and then slap everybody around and then if you had any questions about it uh good luck and you're going to get berated i was the same way i just kind of was like i don't want to have anything to do with these people and so it it discouraged me from looking into it too much further and so later 
very far down the line, I just kind of forgot about the whole thing. And then 9-11 sort of fades into the background, especially when you're not completely connected to the Internet at all times. And you don't have the, I mean, you have a 24-hour news cycle, but I wasn't connected to that. I was just kind of doing my own thing. And then 2015 rolled around and I started learning some things about a certain group of um, people in that same region of the world that we went and bombed, except, uh, you know, we would never bomb that particular area. <laughs> and as soon as I looked into the Jews and um, the other aspects of things that like our awakening as we sort of figured out all the the way that this whole world's being taken over by the same group of people who pulled off the 9-11 operation, then I started looking back into the thing again, and it started making a lot more sense, and that's when I kind of started realizing, oh, okay, there's a little bit more to this story. And again, like Dogbot said, it was about two and a half, three years ago that I started going, okay, let's really figure out what was actually going on that day. And then one thing led to another, and as you know, I mean, we're going to get into all that stuff today, but we sort of figured out that the entire thing is... Well, the entire narrative, at least, was completely fake and gay. All right. What about you, Jack? So 9-11 happened same as Reinhardt. I was in uh, second grade. And I, I would have to say that I started becoming skeptical of the whole thing sometime in middle school. I want to say it was like seven or, seventh or eighth grade, probably. Uh, just a lot of the same things, a lot of, well, pretty much like everyone's mentioned by now with like the inconsistencies. I'm like, okay, well, some doesn't seem right. So it was pretty much a drug brain tier. Like I'm not buying it. And then now here I am, the schizo we see today. <laughs> All right. Well, once I got Johnny. Once I got out of the military and was in my full-on Adam Kokesh, George, I was like full-on George Bush did 9-11 almost right off the bat with uh, Alex Jones and all those guys, Tex Mars and all that stuff back in like 2005, 2006. So I went from George Bush did 9-11 to... Israel did 9-11 to the Jews did 9-11 to, well, yeah, of course the Jews did 9-11 because the media is the Jews. So now it's the media did 9-11. Right? Is that, is that where we're at pretty much? I mean, sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean the TV version. Yeah. 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 The TV version. Right. I mean, obviously there's more to it and that's like the, uh, the condensed version, but yeah, I went down the whole conspiracy line. I mean, I have, I don't know, what do I have? What did I say? It's dark in here. I can't really tell. I think I have 10 or 12 books on 9-11. So some of them are fairly normie, you know, and, and some of them are as woke as you can get from a book that you can actually buy from Amazon. Some of them actually, you know, I've, I've noticed that there's still some pretty interesting conspiracy type books on Amazon as a little aside. Like, I'm surprised. Are you guys surprised that you can get Judy Wood's book on Amazon? Um, I imagine some books on Amazon probably slipped through the cracks. I mean, we did end up with, was Jonestown a CIA medical experiment? Right? Yeah, that's true. That is true. That was Amazon, too. Yeah, I think they allow some... I think they left some through the cracks thinking that, you know, they're not going to sell well, or even, even if they do, they get to keep tabs on 
you know, what kind of schizo buys it. Oh, I mean, I can buy anti-tech revolution for every single one of my friends and family if I so wish. Yeah, well, all Uncle Ted's books are on there. You know, so is Mike Ma's books, right? Yeah. I, uh, and it's funny because after I ordered Technological Slavery, it immediately recommended to me to buy a Mike Ma book. <laughs> Did you? Other people, other people, well, not yet. Uh, other people <laughs> who bought this also enjoyed this. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and cart. Gothic yeah, violence. I, yeah, I've been meaning to get gothic violence, but I yeah. have like a stack of books. Same. You're welcome. I, just, I, was, I, I was not really interested in gothic violence till I read one passage that somebody shared. I think I shared it on the channel. And it was basically like the most schizo shit that we ever talk about all condensed into a single page. And I was like, this book looks really fucking good. Uh, Jack read a section actually for one of the last Necronomicons. Yeah, was I was fantastic. about to say that one was like I I read it and I'm like, yeah, this is perfect. I got to do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing I do want to say that uh, I did forget to mention that was uh, very important in my journey of coming to understand the truth behind 9/11 or or the truth as we know it now was something you mentioned, Skull, the ritualistic aspects, and Dogbot, you mentioned it too, the occult part of it, which I know we'll get to much later, but that that right there was just so compelling to me because there's so much of it. There's mm -hmm. so much evidence. It's it's all <laughs> over it. It really there's, has to be seen. There's yeah. Masonic fingerprints. There's Illuminati fingerprints. There's Kabbalic fingerprints. There's Kabbalistic, excuse me, fingerprints. There's... Why, why uh, did you say... Kabbalist three times. I know. I was gonna. I was gonna say that. I was gonna say one more, and then I was gonna say I didn't have to repeat myself. I was gonna say satanic, but <laughs> yeah, you beat me to it. That's, uh, that, that's actually the part of the nine eleven story that, like, we're really not gonna go deep into that because that's that's like three more episodes basically if you really got into it. But that is the part that interests me the most, and the part that I've actually probably done the most research on. And it's an endless rabbit hole. You'll never get to the bottom of it, but it really is interesting just seeing how deep the symbology is, every single aspect of it. Like I shared a video, I think it got, I think the video got like 80,000 views or something. It was a little short video about how the dating from the time of Jesus' birth until the actual date of the day of 9-11 was this perfect numerology, numerological number. And the plain scar in the building represented the scar of Jesus's uh, heart being pierced by the spear and like it just got deep into it I was like whoa man and um, that part really blows my mind and is the most interesting also the the uh, Mandela effects and the retro causalities associated with 9-11 and the fact that there are literally thousands upon thousands of 9-11 references in media for decades leading up to the event even though the Twin Towers were not Really, the, they were not the most famous buildings in New York at the time. No, and not, uh, not I didn't even far. really know what the Twin Towers were, even though I'd visited New York before. The The Empire State Building, yeah, for sure. And uh, the, what what is it, the, is it the Chrysler Building that's in New York, or is that in Chicago? I'm not sure. But there's other buildings that are far more famous, but you don't see near the, ref the amount of cultural references of them being destroyed by some sort of fiery event as you do. 9-11, which comes up just over and over and over and over again to the degree that you say, well, this isn't just inserted by people. Like, there's something else going on here. There's an actual psychological ripple effect where people are channeling this event back in time and, and then it moving forward 
we actually see the event. And obviously it had ripple effect afterward as well. Oh, definitely. Yeah, there's so many things from everywhere from Sesame Street to 30 Simpsons res- uh, references to album covers and um, other uh, cartoons. Oh, man, there's so many, so many references, uh, movies, um, television shows. Beavis and Butthead. Yep, Beavis and Butthead. Turbans, uh, yeah. yeah, that's the best one. Which I one? forgot about that, actually. What's that? The Beavis and Butthead one, yeah, right. I like. We were talking about Beavis and Butthead today too. Like how? Yeah, we we want to believe that Mike Judge is secretly based, but he's right? not. He's not because no. of idiocracy. The Be- one of the Beavis and Butthead movies was extremely funny too. Yeah, I think they only had one. And the Beavis and Butthead. Is there only one? Yeah, was, I remember one. watching. It going- Damn, this is better than I expected. There's only one Beavis and Butthead movie. Funny. Yeah, it was. It was. It was funny. I, really? I was, okay. I've seen it quite a few times. It's hilarious. Um, Mike Judge is kind of. I don't know. Is, is, is he one of those? Is he one of those in on it kind of guys? Is he one of those in on it directors? Because he, you know, Idiocracy. Well, and I don't feel he like drew, he drew the Beavis and Butthead thing, right? Yeah. The turtles. Yeah. So I mean, he's not Matt Groening level groaning or. Greening, whatever, yeah. What? All right. So, speaking of uh, speaking of directors and stuff, the Stanley Kubrick with the moon landing, right? Right. Stanley Kubrick did the moon landing. Real quick, I'll jump aside here, real quick. Um, you know, Stanley Stanley Kubrick, all of his stuff had you know all the the symbolism in his movies about the moon landing and blah blah blah. I don't think Stanley Kubrick did the moon landing. I, I I know what you're gonna say and why you're gonna say it, and I now agree with you. Do you now agree with that? That makes that makes complete. I, 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 I always thought you now, yes. I always thought it was kind of weird because I, Stanley Kubrick's movies are like cinematographic. Cinema, blah, blah, blah. they're masterpieces, right? Cinematographically, Cin- cinematographic masterpieces. I don't like that word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're amazing. Like his movies, he's got. Uh, we've got. Jesus Christ, I almost said a clear and present danger. It's Tom Clancy, you retard. Uh, <laughs> Clockwork Orange, you have um, <laughs> Full Metal Jacket, you have Eyes Wide Shut, um, 2001, 2001, 2010, uh, The Shining, right? All of his movies. What did he have besides? There's Shining, six, sure. six movies, right? Does he have seven or is it six? I think that's I think uh, The uh, Atomic Bomb one as well. Oh right, right, yeah. How I learned to love the uh, right. How I learned to love the bump. Yeah, Doctor Chicago. Doctor Strange Love. Doctor Strange Love. That's what it is. I don't yeah. know why Doctor Chicago, but yeah, Doctor Strange Love or How I Learned to Love the Atomic Bomb. Right. <laughs> but yeah, okay. He's so seven. Movies. Call Doctor Strange Love. I know there is. I, I know there is. Um, <laughs> this is a movie called Doctor Chicago too. Uh, so. Stanley Kubrick's movies are amazing pieces of film. Like, they're masterpieces. And the moon landing is absolute dog shit. Yeah. Yeah. Stanley Kubrick never would have yeah, stood for that's that. What, that's, I, <laughs> no, he would have been like, no, this isn't happening. This, this is ridiculous. This is a joke. And it's just, uh, some people speculated that he only did Apollo 11 and then they let the other directors do the ones after that because he taught him how to do it. But Apollo 11 itself is just garbage. It's absolute garbage. It's I mean, the worst looking one. Looking at the... 
them bouncing around and hitting things and, and it just it's it's horseshit looking at it. Unless unless they made Stanley Kubrick do that so that it'd be like people would be like, No way Stanley Kubrick did that. But he has to own it and that's his, right? That's his humiliation ritual. Was he had to do that shit plus, piece of film, the moon landing. Well, plus, like, he seemed to be so proud of it in the memes that we see. The Shining. That are uh, alleged clues. That he, right, The Shining, where the kids wearing the Apollo mm-hmm. 11 sweater, and he stands up, and the, the carpet pattern is the launch pad, and it's room 237. Right, it just it's all those memes. Right, right. Why is he so proud of it then? And Eyes Wide Shut. It was released literally 30 days to the day of the uh, first Apollo 11 launch and yada, yada, yada. I don't yeah. know. It, that, I, I totally agree with you, though, Johnny. I was listening to Simon Shack talk about it, and they're talking about first about this, that, and the other. And then he's like, yeah, but the the quality was so shit. And I was like, holy fuck, he's right. Yeah. Stanley Kubrick I've, wouldn't have wanted to make a shit quality. I've always Especially thought Especially something that important. I know exactly. And I've always thought that that's that's like my joke about Stanley Kubrick. I was like, no, I believe Stanley Kubrick filmed the moon landing, but Stanley Kubrick is such a perfectionist that he demanded they film it on the moon. Right, right. <laughs> so like, that's my ha 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 gotcha. Like normie, like, no, I'm not a conspiratard, but I'm funny. I don't know. But it, <laughs> I just can't see him putting his name on. Like I said, unless they made him do that and he had to stick his, you know, imaginary name on it or whatever because it's a humiliation ritual or some sort of blackmail piece or something something that's to be something but it's not it's not maybe kubrick's best provided, work, like, like uh maybe he provided consultation or something who, who knows it is not his best work by far <laughs> no, at all no all right so back to 9-11 um who do you think filmed 9-11 Who was, no, direct, who was the director of 9 particular person. Uh, who do you think uh, the They had was? a bunch of different cinematographers, a yeah. bunch of different film students who who did segments here and there. And That's they, what I think. Oh, yeah, go they, ahead. I'm sorry, Don They used the same they used the same like eight people for, for all the different for all the different shots. That's why there's so few shots. And even the amateur shots are total bullshit. This is true. Um, and I, I speaking yeah. of speaking of being total bullshit, we're we're uh, way into the break. So we're gonna see you. What do you want to do? We're gonna we're gonna do a long show, guys. So we're gonna do this is this might be break number one of one of many. And Vulgar gave us permission to use another one of his songs. Are we doing Flood one and two tonight? Talk about. Yeah, we're going to do Flood 1, which is pretty short, and then uh, Flood 2 is like seven minutes long. Okay, so we'll do a short break right now, and then we'll come back, and we'll get into uh, the eight film students, or how many ever uh, students at the Art Institute that were um, practicing their rendering, and that's how they did 9-11. We'll be back. Thank you. 
Greece will be resented because of our leading role. But without that leading role and without that transformation, you'll come and survive. everybody we're back this is still the paranormies i'm still johnny minoxide with dogbot reinhardt old skull and jack we are celebrating um i don't know if you call it celebrating it's the 20th anniversary of 9-11 let's just put it that way <laughs> we're not celebrating that's not that's not a good word no, none of us are none of us are wearing our israeli flags around our shoulders and yeah. dancing yeah none of us are doing the. none of us are doing the the talmudic shuffle whatever you want to call it the that little dance that, guy, I, lo- that little I listened Jew to does. that one country song, Tower to Heaven. Yeah. 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 Tower to Heaven, huh? Yeah. Remember um, that day they built a tower to heaven? 9 11. Oh, that was South Park. That's how it went. Yeah, that was South yeah. Park. Yeah, that wasn't a real song. <laughs> uh, Cry me up, though. That wasn't a real song, though. Yeah. That's. Saddam Hussein had uh, WMDs in the clouds, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't so is it weird. like the uh, the philosopher god from Monty Python, except it's Saddam? No, it was I don't just remember weird, enough Monty Python bits. It was just a weird. He's talking about a little drawing. Yeah, no, it's just a weird um, 9-11 remembrance song. Transition it's weird. Yeah. Transition. Yeah. yeah. They would just throw 9-11 in there and to make people go, oh. They did it on Family Guy when uh, when Lois was running for school board or something and she was losing in the debate and she just said, 9-11. And everybody just was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is it is the New York, New England, especially New Yorkers, but that whole Northeast United States areas uh, Holocaust for sure. You talk to a New Yorker. Oh yeah, yeah. One of my cousins was a fireman, you know, in there, and uh, he lost. He was in. He was. Uh, he made it up to the sixty-third floor before the whole thing, you know, uh, crumbled in on him. Uh, you know, yeah. He gave like a couple interviews before he ended up dying in uh, the intensive care over there. Like that's that's like every every New Yorker. I hate I hate to do that, but it's true, you know. It is true. I've gotten so many comments now that I've been posting different, uh, very triggering videos of nine eleven this month, and uh, a little bit before or not this, uh, the, in the past month or so. As you guys know, I've been trying to piss people off just triggering <laughs> no planes videos. Yeah, it's it's the Yankee cost. The Yankee cost. Yeah, it is, and people people have gotten so upset and. That's the line I was going. Oh, I knew somebody who actually had a friend whose uncle died. 
in the in the towers. It's like, okay, sure you did. Okay. Yeah. My friend flew one of the planes. <laughs> they were totally planes. There's somebody in the chat. There's somebody in our chat who has a friend who was on one of the planes, remember? The one one of the people who came into one of your posts, Skull, and was like, do you think my friend is on an island living happy right now? You remember that? Oh, my God. Maybe. Yes, I, I do, probably. I mean, that's much more likely than they were actually on the plane that didn't right. happen. Right. Well, you know, I don't much think more his likely friend they, actually exists. Yeah, that, that yeah, friend doesn't that. A actually exist exists because you don't exist there, Glonig. That friend is an AI. <laughs> that and friend Mr. No No Avatar just jumped into the chat, isn't a member, uh just uh c- commenting from the comments section. Mm-hmm. 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 Always has Literally always has a member you know, a friend's name who just matches up, you know, algorithmically like the third syllable of the last name just matches up with like 67 other people from the list of 105. Weird. Did you guys, did you guys yeah, read no issue there? So that is, did you guys read mm-hmm. the, um, the list of the, uh, the Vic Sims? <laughs> I like that word. Oh yeah. I've got the, the picture of all the pulled up, like the really small one that you got to zoom in. Yeah. 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 The, the two pictures you mean, no, there's like a PDF. Yeah, side though. by sides. Isn't there a PDF? Yeah. On on his website, there's a PDF. Yes, the Vixim report. Yes, the Vixim report. It's like an eighty-something page PDF. Yep. The, that mom, the mom that used to go around with the photo of her daughter and talk about how how strong and beautiful she you mean, was, and you mean that she tranny? Would con- she would have conquered the world. You mean that tranny and, in the picture? Yeah, it's a tranny. It's a dude. That picture's a boy. It's, t- it's totally rough. Yeah, yeah. I, that picture's a boy. Well, that's why she's so strong. Well, I, <laughs> definitely. She could have weight lifted you. <laughs> yes. She could. She could have. She could have deadlifted you on yeah. two days. Two days no sleep. Donna Marsh O'Connor <laughs> is the mother. Donna O'Connor, and and the daughter is Vanessa Langer. Vanessa Lang Langer. Two things about this. Number number one, that is a dude. And number two, Vanessa Langer is not listed in the Social Security Death Index. That's something that's very funny about literally every single one of the uh, memorial people, their kids, every single one. Sally Rangenhard, the activist mom, uh, that her kid Christian Rangenhard, uh, he's definitely a this person does not exist dot com AI generated thing. His his they, they tore his his pictures apart. Um, you have Mary Fetchett, Carol Ashley, and Carrie Lamack. They all three of these these women are very they're the uh, the nine eleven um, uh, the what do you call it the they take the commission report around and the the two pictures of their kids. They always have they always have two pictures of their kids. What's that? Cindy Sheehan. Cindy. Oh, Cindy, Cindy Sheehan. Cindy Sheehan. Of yes. A. Yep. Yeah. They're the they're the cry cis actors. Yes. Yes. Right. Right. And they all uh, are, cry so, at the same spot at every one of their speeches. It's weird. And of course, and of course, you have um, Captain Sob, Bob McIlvain. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, with, with the one of one of two pictures that exist of his son. Mm-hmm. 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 And yeah. um, uh, you go ahead and talk about. It. 
are, are did we want to get into the doctored footage first or or like um I, d- I didn't know how we were gonna yeah i'm sorry dude. i didn't uh, mean to jump ahead to that but we did let's do the let's talk about the doctored footage about literally all the footage that everybody has seen whether it's the live footage whether it's the amateur footage all of it has been manipulated at some level or another which actually leads to the reason why nobody can get 9-11 correct because nobody's really looking at anything real Yeah, um, so this is something that we've been going back and forth with a certain person along with some other people in our chat about with the, uh, well, just the no planes thing. But it's when you say no planes, no planes is one thing. Yes, there were no planes, but it's much more than that. It's it's far, far more than that. It's not just that there were no planes. It's that, like you just said, Johnny, every single video that you've seen of 9-11 – Everyone has been doctored in some fashion, every single one. And so when people come in here and say, no, no, there were definitely planes because reasons you have to say, okay, well, let's look at each end of, uh, let's look at each video individually and each video individually can be shown without a doubt, proof positive to have some sort of editing or glitching or some sort of manipulation, saturation changes foreground changes, background changes, plane goes behind a uh, plane goes behind a building in the background, plane goes before and behind a crane in the foreground. There's every single video. Mm-hmm. Period. All of them. You've got some sort of manipulation and if that's if that's the case, then that means something else is going on and at the very minimum, you should say, "Okay, well, let's at least look into that and say maybe um, I don't know, maybe there was planes or not, but I should have some questions about the quality and the veracity." of these images that i'm looking at definitely yeah i think i think for me one of for me one of the most stunning ones was the location of the helicopter with the pilot named pat the uh (laughs) the supposed uh police officer who is uh putting down rescue lines for people who are on top of the buildings right uh the location of the helicopter that's supposed to be pat in eight different pieces of footage is either completely different or he's or he's not even the helicopter's not even present altogether for all for this uh, all synced up for the same time when the building starts to collapse the first building starts to collapse right it's like a it's like a shot yeah, from and- 917 and he this guy takes in the September we're talking about right now we're talking about some um the media fakery, okay, of, of 9-11. So we're, we're talking about the live footage and Simon Shack and whatever you think about Simon Shack. Um, we're not talking about him as a person. We're talking about this information. You take all five. There's only five live shots, right? There's only five. Like, there's Fox, CNN, a Fox affiliate, uh, ABC, and uh, one other news outlet had live footage so all five all five of these all basically if the world trade center in these live shots all were basically like from the same angle no matter what angle these things were being taken from and the helicopter thing okay so you're taking a shot 
say 917, right? So you have all five different shots. It's 917. Well, this helicopter should be in the northeast corner, right? And it's in like two different places in in two different ones, and it's not in one of the other shots. It happens so many times. And you don't notice any of these anomalies when you watch these because you're focused on, oh, my God, the World Trade Center's like been hit and it's smoking, and oh, my God, you know? Um, you don't notice the buildings along the sides of the pictures that are getting like the digital artifacting, you know, and people would now be like, it's like, um, Skull, do you remember the New Zealand Christchurch shooting? And we were talking about like the, 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 um, the, what do you call it? The spent rounds, just artifacting out of the, the, the shots, you know? Yes. And people were like, oh, that's just, just yeah, because right. there was a shitty camera upload. That's because of shitty camera, digital camera, shitty camera, right? Shitty, cam- shitty, shitty digital cameras. Well, you can't say that with 9-11. You can't say it was shitty digital imaging because this was all shot on film. This is all like bef- yeah. pre-digital stuff. So how is there digital artifacting? I want somebody to explain to me how there's digital artifacting in any of these live shots. And there is. The only way that could... Reinhardt. Go ahead, Reinhardt. Oh, Oh, okay. The only way that could happen, even possibly, is if they were doctored digitally. That's the only way that could happen. Yeah, after the fact. Yes. So, they can't... Hold on. Uh, Just to explain a little bit to people who haven't seen the videos, what we're talking about is... For example, you'll be watching a video of the towers. The towers are smoking. They're right there in front of you in the foreground. And then there'll be an identical video that's allegedly taken from the same vantage point because the towers are exactly the same. You can lay the towers over one another in the videos. And there are multiple videos like this. It's not just two. There's like five. There's five. Lay the towers over one another. They match perfectly. Okay, so it's like a piece of piece of tracing paper that you've copied the buildings and then you lay it over and it matches perfectly. Right. Yeah. At, in the foreground, you'll have one building that's a that's a like a marquee. You know, this is this building. Here it is. It's for reference. I don't know the names of the building, but say there's a building right here, and it's over on the left. In the next shot, the towers have not changed. The angle of the tower has not changed, but the building's over here on the right, and now the building's in the middle. How's that possible? Yeah, it's the Waldorf. Things, I mean, yeah, the the angle of the towers should have been changed because these buildings in the foreground and then sometimes it's in the background have completely changed altogether and that's only possible if you've got two composite images and you're layering them and if you're doing that well then you're trying to pull a fast one on somebody because you're not just showing the raw video footage as it occurred mm-hmm. well one thing that i i think i think happened is reinhardt you said that they digitally alter this after the fact well, it wasn't that far after the fact. I think a lot of this stuff was kind of being done on the fly. And that's where a lot of these rendering things, these mistakes and stuff happen. Because um, a lot of this technology was like really new. I think they were using, oh, what was the program? It wasn't Google Earth. It was like some primitive Google Earth program type program is what they <laughs> <Map> used. <crust. laughs> What's that? MapQuest. <laughs> no, it wasn't MapQuest. I think AutoCAD is what they were using. It was an AutoCAD program, but it was like some sort of... Yeah. It was like, how, remember the government program LifeLock that turned into Facebook? It was like one of those... Another one of those things. This turned into Google Earth, whatever it was called. But um, I, I remember I remember early LifeLock commercials where they had the head guy's social security number on the side of a truck, and they had some black woman saying, that's crazy, and then they edited yeah. her out. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> actually, that's a different LifeLock, though. LifeLock, oh. the government program 
was yeah, there was never advertised on TV. The life lock you're thinking of is like how to protect your social, how to protect your identity. Yeah, yeah, that whole thing is a scam. Yeah, you have a black that. woman saying, "God, that's crazy." Speak- <laughs> they took they. They edited her out. Yeah, like, I bet. I guess yeah. they decided, like, we can't be. We, we, we can't have. We can't have Aunt Jemima screaming about that. Up. Be crazy. We just can't have that. I don't think um, she's she's the uh, demographic for LifeLock. Right. Product, yeah, they don't really <laughs> give two shits about their credit score usually. You know. Um, yeah. Johnny, that that is a good point though. That uh, they were doing this kind of on the fly, and that's where a lot of these mistakes could have come from. Just as well, too. I mean, this technology did exist beforehand. Um, it certainly wasn't brand new i don't think but they still they weren't experts at it it was nowhere near as easy as it is today so i think that does owe to um to a lot of the mistakes that we see like skulls talking about a building just completely switches side yeah and it's not just mirrored it'll it'll appear in the center Mm -hmm. i like there was one video i forgot which one it was but you're talking about the waldorf tower that's that gets moved a lot and in one video this guy i don't know where he's like yeah the tartarian waldorf tower i'm like whoa he said tartarian Nice. That. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I was like, I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong with the copper, with like all the copper antiquitech on top. Yeah. But I digress. I digress. There's all kinds of stuff going on in New York City there. Um, well, okay. So one of the questions I had when we were doing this research was uh, it would it would be very easy to perform. Like I, there are aspects of this operation that I'm 100% convinced were filmed beforehand in a studio and then were just shown on live TV, like we'll, we'll get to it later. But like, for example, the uh, people hanging out of the buildings and the jumpers and that kind of stuff was um, just studio stuff that they did and they added it in later. But a lot of the stuff had to be done exactly as the operation was going. And we can get into the like the beep and the 17 seconds and the blackout and the glitch and all that stuff later. But it is um, it was a kind of a little bit mind blowing and difficult to understand for me when I was researching yeah. it, how they took some thing and they had to make the planes go into the building on live tv yet there were people on the ground who are down there who are reporting and there's so there's a newscaster and the newscaster is saying oh well the plane we just saw a plane fly into the south tower there's a second explosion now and the guy on the ground sitting there going no uh i didn't see any plane it was just an explosion so uh, i just found it interesting that they were able to create all this on the fly and that does make a lot of sense with you guys when you're saying that some of these glitches might have been in there just because they were rushing to get these things in there exactly uh when they needed to get them in there and there's a lot of other discrepancies about what was happening on the ground as opposed to what was happening on the uh actual live feed mm-hmm. i i think the fakest footage was the the footage uh before the first plane hits and it's like firefighters by a vent in the ground and one guy's got the gas meters like Oh, oh, no gas here. Oh, hey, what's that? Whoa. Yeah. That was... That that, that, that came off... Like, seeing that now, knowing what I know, I'm like, holy shit, that looks so fucking poorly faked. It's like seeing the video of the weatherman supposedly out in the... Yeah, the flooding that recently happened. I can't remember what city during Hurricane (laughs) Ida. And you see it from the other angle, and everybody... He's just walking down the street, just totally fine. And this guy's just putting on a show, pretending to be blown away. Mm-hmm. That happens every in every sort of weather ridiculous. incident, though. That 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 Anderson Cooper oh, yeah. got got caught standing in a ditch once. So, but no, you're not oh, yeah. wrong uh, about all that. The fakery. 
Um, I had something I wanted to say and I forgot now. Shit. What did you say before? What was the thing before the weatherman getting caught? Uh, which one? Jobbot? Just now. Me? Uh, the, 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 the firefighters with the gas meter? Yes. The firefighters the, with the, the gas. Crash. That, that, no, the firefighters with the gas. Now, that's from an actual production film. The, the French guys. That, that was the two French filmmakers that were, they were following around a, uh, a firefighter, like a first-year firefighter, and I get what was the story that there was a gas leak in that neighborhood the week before, so they were just going back to check up, and so this guy, this brand-new firefighter, had this film crew following him, just, you know, chronicling the life of a new firefighter, and they just so happened to be in one of these, one of these 11, maybe 12 spots in, in Manhattan where you could see the World Trade Center as as well as you could from there, you know, and just happened to have the camera pointing up, just so happened to catch the plane flying by that nobody else, nobody else in the entirety of Manhattan. I think they also, I think it flew all the way across Manhattan, all the way north to south, like all the way across Manhattan, Flight 11, all the way. It would have come across like all of it and nobody saw it. Not one picture, not one. Dude, you're talking about a jet airplane coming over Manhattan at 300, 500 feet and 550 miles an hour, and nobody saw it. Just as just these two Frenchmen. Yeah. Well, well, the audio, the audio was proven to be a stock audio from missiles that they like that they use in a bad B action movies. And the crash, the the crash sound is proven to be reproduced by just like I, th- I think like a symbol in reverse. There was a symbol in reverse overlaid overlaid over the bad missile sound. It was a symbol in right. reverse and, they, and a filing cabinet slamming. Ladies. Right. Did, was that the one with the lady screaming at the end of it too? The one scream. Oh my god! No, but they, there, there are like. Yeah, there are like three videos where the exact same woman's scream was used. Yep. Right. They overlay the voice track, and it's literally the exact same. Like you could do the little squiggly lines thing, and they would match up perfectly. And it's, it's not like a just Wilhelm scream. And it's not just with the. Uh, it's not just with the woman's scream. There's the part in um, in the one where you hear the two beeps, and then 17 seconds later, the second plane comes into sight. Yeah. In smashes they're in every right. live shot at the same particular point and they did the same thing one network did like a is like a beep beep one network does like it's like a breathing sound it's like a <gasps> and another one there's just two bar two like blips of silence and if you lay the all three of them over each other it's the exact same thing and exactly 17 seconds after those audio cues the second plane comes into sight the first one was fu- what i thought was funny is how you know it's a cue is the guy who's talking and now have you ever like been you know you've been doing your show and you're 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 getting into your rhythm of talking and all of a sudden something comes up on the screen and you're trying to read and talk at the same time you can tell that your voice changes cadence yeah that just happened yeah. just now you guys put the love wins uh they lost their fathers on September 11th, then they found each other and then everybody was typing gay 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 in the chat and I was trying to think and I couldn't just now right right oh wow well yeah. no, sorry I, I just i thought that was funny 
So I posted that in there. <laughs> no, it's fine. Just immediately it's fine. responded to how we felt about it. It's fine. It's fine. Whoever whoever doesn't have their Skype on mute, somebody needs to put their Skype on mute. I don't know how to do it. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It's um. I don't. I don't know how to do. It. I forgot how to do it on PC. But you know, there's so many evidences of of media fakery. They call it media fakery, and I know that uh simon shack himself the guy who did september clues he doesn't like media fakery or he actually likes the term he doesn't necessarily like the guy who came up with the term now the guy who came up with the term is known as the uh 9-11 uh meth head right nico hout that's he's uh, one of the first no planes guy but he coined the term media fakery but media fakery is what works here we'll get into Nico Hout a little bit maybe later. Um, he was one of the original no-planers, but he's a fucking li- literal freak. Like, the guy's a fucking weirdo. At one of these, at, uh, I think it was the 2011 or 2012, um, 9-11 Memorial in, in New York, he was, like, getting waterboarded and, like, confessing to being a no-planer while getting waterboarded, like, you know, uh. at ground zero. Like they were dumping okay. water on him. They'd go planer or no planer. Remember you heard that, right? I watched that video. I went back and watched all those videos that, uh, that, um, what's his name there? Brian Stavely from, from Boston. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. But, um, just real quick before we get too far off of the French brothers, I just thought mm-hmm. it was interesting. The French brothers not only recorded the flight 11 crash into the North tower, tower one, but they also managed to get the flight, a 175 crash into the South Tower, and they also managed to get the collapse of the towers. Like those guys were some of the luckiest documentary filmmakers who've ever lived. If you not, know, that's one the... thing I wanted to say earlier. I really appreciate how they gave all these no-name film students and filmmakers a chance to flex their muscles and really show what they could do. But boy, were they disappointing! Yeah, they were ready for the big time, man. And yeah, clearly not. Probably some of them ended up on Sci-Fi Channel on Sunday afternoons. I wonder what happened to the French guys. Like, do they still exist? Are they still around? They should have gotten like their documentary was just called Nine Eleven. Well, they did a bunch of episodes of Stargate. Did they? Stop it! uh, Interesting. Did they really? I don't make... know whether to believe that or not. Did you make well, that up, Dogbot? Saturday afternoons on Sci-Fi Channel. Did you make that up? I didn't buy it until years later. Do you see how like I could believe that if you said that? I'm like, okay, that probably checks out. Right, but I, I don't buy them anymore. it anymore until like 2005. Yeah. So the French guys, yeah, they're the luckiest filmmakers in history. Um, and it just so happened that every other. Uh, every other amateur film, whoever took the amateur film, every single one of them happened to be, you know, either somebody who worked in digital rendering or film processing or editing or filmmaking. Just, just every am- single one. Right. Everyone. Right. Yeah. There was every, like 11 amateur. And, and there's somehow uh, working for CNN or associated with somebody who works for CNN. This includes the interviews of the people on the streets as well. Well, they all just happen to work for one of these major news media agencies, and they all seem to give a similar story. Although, you know, there was a little bit of deviation. Every once in a while, somebody would say explosions like bombs, and every once in a while, somebody would say missiles. But basically, they gave the same 
general story. All the amateur photographers just happen to be these. And it was never just some regular guy on the street that some no name, literally who. It was always somebody that would just had some sort of credentials as a producer or a camera person or a film editor or an artistic director or something. Well, Very that's, interesting how, how many coincidences happened that day. That's to give. I think, I think all the amateurs being film people, not being like, not being television film people, right? These guys were, this guy was in like, you know, he was a, uh, he was a photography teacher. This other guy was like an amateur, you know, a photographer, like they had credentials, but they weren't like really in the media. And I think that kind of gave a little bit more credentialism to the amateurs, if you know what I mean. Like, like this guy would have definitely like, well, the, you know, people say, well, the pan was so smooth or the guy zoomed in so smoothly that only a professional could have done. Well, well, obviously this guy was like, you know, this guy was a film student and he was really, you know, he was practicing his craft and like, of course he captured it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's like a weird form oh, of credentialism. Yeah. It's, you know, I, like you got to look at the inversion of what they're saying. Cause everything's inverted, right? Literally. Everything's fake, so you gotta look at what they're saying and look at the reverse of it and be like, "Oh, okay." You know, it's it's, it's like it's all inversion magic. Everything, all of it. So we have all kinds of evidence of the major. Oh, the other thing about the major news networks. So you have CNN. We're gonna go to our affiliate over here, and they go to a Fox affiliate. Now, why would CNN go to a Fox affiliate? It doesn't happen. Fox goes to Fox affiliates. CNN goes to CNN affiliates. They don't. I mean, you don't go to your fucking rival news network you know especially red team blue team news network you know you don't do that jack it's been one world trade ever since uh they did the yakim and boaz uh two into one ritual it is now one world trade yeah that was that was one of the whole points of bringing down the world trade center in the first place was yes to do the one world Okay, I wasn't sure if that was it or if it was it always has been called that. No, that, that was my confusion. I was like, no. what? No. Yes, it is. It was the introduction of the New World Order, and yeah. that's why they did that. Yeah. Uh, so it is this concept here. Solway et Coagula. Yeah. Two into one. Yeah, no, like yeah. I definitely, I, I've got that, but it's just like, wait, has it always been called this? Is this Mandela effect? No, it's well, just new. Also, new. I mean, you can be ex- used because it's so fucking blatant calling it one world trade center for fucking right. right it's so on the nose it feels uh-huh. humiliating yeah one world <laughs> all right so mm. back to what, what we we're saying oh i see what you're saying you're you're sharing a picture of the previous towers mm-hmm. and saying one world i i think it no i think, I think that's just a mistake Okay, so the, the image he shared, it says one World oh, Trade Center is on the left with its antenna clearly visible. That's World Trade Center Tower 1. I don't think it was ever called One World Trade Center. I think that's just a mistake. I just no. posted the, uh, the wiki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One World Trade Center is the new one that they created after. Yeah, that's One also World Trade Also known as yeah. the North Tower, Tower 1, Building 1, or 1 WTC. Right. Oh, by the way. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't think was that was ever one of the Twin Towers. One of the yep. Twin Towers. That yep. was Tower 2. All right, so. Yeah, I see what you're saying, though, yeah. Back to media fakery. We we see evidence of networks working together, like you know, rival networks working together. That doesn't happen. I've seen television and movies where journalists for different networks trying to get the scoop on a different on the same story, trying to break it first. Nobody's helping each other out, right? That's what they tell us in the movies. 
And the reality is, is all the media is just one big, one one big conglomerate thing. All of it. Yeah, and I think that's one. I think that's one of the earliest uh, sticking points that people should have had, especially guys like us uh, should have had, is just seeing even the normie aspect of well, they're on two different sides. Why are they doing this? Why? Are are they working together? Oh, maybe they're all on the same team. That's like a starting point, foundational point mm-hmm. with all of this. Well, well we had know, to we had to get was... together as Americans, you know. Yeah. We, right. We had to yeah. come together. Right. That was jinx. That well, that was a yeah. That was a very very big time of need in this country. We needed to come together, and CNN and Fox had to hold hands across the trenches. You know, come together. Red team. And- and blue team came together to go to Iraq for no reason. Right. Well, I mean, purple team actually does make sense in this context. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. The, yeah, the Uniparty and all that. The rain. And well, people are like, hey, well, you know what, though, Skull? Well, what about all the tenants? Okay, what about all the tenants in there? They were all in on it, too. Everybody was in on it. Yes. You want to know why? What tenants? What tenants? What, what tenants? tenants? In 1993, <laughs> every tenant was evicted after the bomb threat. Every single yep. tenant that was in the World Trade Center was removed, and all new tenants moved in. So either tenants that were in on the plan, because this was definitely put into play well before 1993, uh, either tenants that were in on it were people that worked there, because I'm sure the building wasn't completely empty since 1993, but... They had to have people going in and out to make it look like at least something was going on. Like the floors, like people did go yeah. into the restaurant. Like that happened. People went to, yeah, there was like some of this stuff actually happened. You know, like some, like people actually can go to the yeah, observation. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of questions about, okay, the, the no floors theory, which I, I, I mean, I think there's a lot to that. I think that there's something else going on with the building itself. Um, mm-hmm. The way that it, I know it was built in, it was the ground was broken. In 1968, if you subtract 1968 from 2001, what number do you get? 33. 33, interestingly enough. Mm. And uh, in 1968, the movie 2001, A Space Odyssey, came out. In that movie, the hotel that they stayed at in space was the Hilton. And the Millennium Hilton was the building that was closest to the World Trade Centers when they fell. And the Millennium Hilton is... A exact model of the monolith from that movie. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but your iPhone is also a model of the monolith. And all of these things had been planned well, well in advance, uh, well before any of us were even born, and probably you know, you know, who knows, centuries in advance. But when you look at certain pictures of the building, you can see light shining through the entire thing. And so there's a certain theory that says they were basically a whole lot of empty floors or no floors whatsoever in this thing. And it was actually just this big giant radio tower with a couple of floors, for example, all the windows on the world restaurant. And uh, I, I know 91 obviously was a floor because I, I believe 91 was where they had the Israeli art quote unquote students. That yes. They just E-T. philanthropically yeah. gave a whole floor just to do their little weird art project, their little uh, click, click thing. One, one click thing with the helicopter and the photographs. And that's a whole other story. But it appears that I've also seen photographs of the elevator shafts, the elevators having like, it'll jump from one floor and then there'll be just like 50 missing floors. And then the next one is up here. And you could do that. You could easily do something where a compartmentalization operation where, okay, you get rid of all the people 
that were in the ostensible floors, the floors that are there. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if if the no floors thing is true, maybe they're all floors, you know. But the people that are there in 1993, you kick all those guys out. And then what's left is you pull these people in and then the people who don't need to know, well, they don't get access to those extra floors. And so whether the floors are there or not, whether they're completely full or completely empty, if you don't have a, let's say, an, I don't know how this works, but let's say you're not supposed to be on floor 75. Well, then you don't get to go to floor 75 because you don't have access to that floor. You have access to the windows on the world. You have access to whatever floor you work at. But other than that, you're not allowed to go there. And nobody could really say one way or the other whether or not those things were completely at capacity, if they're completely full, if they're completely empty or what. And uh, I think one of the biggest points of contention that we're going to get into with certain listeners it's going to be that basically no one died that day. So that's going to be a, a little hard pill for certain people to swallow. But I just don't think those buildings were filled with anybody once they came down. Yeah, I am at the point now where, um, based on what time everything happened, the location of the World Trade Center complex is an extremely easy thing to do at 7, 8 o'clock in the morning where nobody is. Like, this, anything. the only thing south of the World Trade Center complex was Battery Park and... I don't know anybody's jogging down there. But well, and, and I mean, throughout such a city like New York, nobody's really going to notice right. that nobody's walking in and out. Not really. Right. But like it'd be it'd be a very easy thing to do to barricade off or blockade off, you know, all those streets yes. down that end. Well, on top of it, there's a subway right below it, right? So the lobby's oh, right. going to be busy no matter what, because you've got people going in and out to go to the subway and take tr- the train from here to there. Well, so don't forget it's going to look bustling and busy. Right. And right. Well, the subway that day, there was a union strike on, on 9-11 and the subway Weird. wasn't running. So the subway wasn't oh, going down. Yeah, the strange. subway was closed. That's so lucky. Otherwise, those people, those poor yeah. people on the subway would have suffered. Right. Right. All those people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, it's, it's a good thing Manhattan didn't flood. wasn't just Larry that was yeah. lucky. A lot of people were lucky on that day. A lot of lucky people that day. But... Yeah, I mean, that pisses people off because it's the New Yorkers' Holocaust and, like, you know, like, my cousin's brother's uncle's sister's nephew was the EMT. Okay? You don't talk like, about so people who died on 9 11 like, like that. You're on that fucking show, Rescue Me or something. Yeah. The, the firefighter show with Dennis Leary. Dennis, he's such a piece of shit. It's yeah. like when you tell a Jewish person 5,999,999. People died in the Holocaust. Oh it's like, God! You don't understand. Denial. Oh God. <laughs> or, I mean, honestly, back to Jim Fetzer, Sandy Hook. Same thing. You'll get the Boomer Internet Defense Force coming out. Oh yeah. I think those were bots. Uh, my that's my personal opinion. I, I think. Oh, those I were, agree. In, yeah. You'll have O'Reilly like, calling you you un-American. Yeah. Like, you hate your country. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what to think about that. Okay. As as you're watching all the kids, uh, identical twin kids, sing the Star Spangled Banner at the Super Bowl uh, one month later. Yeah, I don't know what to think about Doctor Mister Jim Fetzer being yelled at by Bill O'Reilly, like because I don't want to think about Doctor Mister Jim Fetzer being any kind of an op. So let's not talk about Doctor Mister Jim Fetzer in that manner. But he might be. I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, because he was in that. Simon Shack had him in his thing as the list of uh, of his Cointelpro ish people or whatever, right? 
Okay, sorry, internet cut out there for a second. So, uh, what? Uh, just before we move on from no plans, just in case there's still people who are doubting any of this, um, you can go to our channel on Telegram and just type in no planes in the search bar and many, many videos that I've shared will come up. And the two videos in particular that I found the most compelling were, there's one where the Flight 175 is coming in to hit the South Tower. It's moving from the left of the screen to the right. And there's a crane in the foreground, one of these big old cranes. It's in the foreground of the screen. The airplane passes both in front of at the beginning, I don't remember the order, but it's either behind and in front of a, in front of and behind, but it's in, in any case, this thing's in the foreground. There's two parts to the crane. There's the big bar part. There's the cable part that hangs down from it. One part of the plane passes before the bar part or behind, and then the other part passes either behind or before the um, cable part. So what, it's basically impossible unless you're having some sort of video uh, layering issues. The other video there is a building in the background. It's the same angle. It's Flight 175 coming toward the South Tower from the left to the right. There's a building in the background behind the plane, well behind the plane. It would have been at least one or two blocks back. And somehow the wing of the plane passes behind that building. I don't understand how that's possible in a real world because it's not. It's some sort of layering issue. And what it means is there was no plane to begin with. Uh, another one is the footage from, I forget who shot the footage, but it's one of the, I believe it's one of the amateur quote-unquote footage shots, and it's shot from like basically a gutter in the ground at a 65-degree angle straight up toward the, toward the South Tower, and there's yes. a guy sitting there, and there's a car behind the guy, and the windshield of the car uh, is reflecting the building for some reason, even though the windshield is, is in front of the building facing the viewer, which means that it should be reflecting the viewer and not the building behind it. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, any building that's behind a windshield that's reflected in front of the windshield, but it actually records the plane going into the building in reverse uh, and uh, then the guy acting all surprised. So that's also completely impossible and ridiculous. And let me just see if there's any others that... Well, the thing uh, is, with, with the amateur um, videos, let, Skull... I'll, the th with the amateur videos, the other thing that nobody really thinks about is every single video, you have a very clear shot of the towers, right? And they make it seem like no matter where you are in Manhattan, you, you can see the World Trade Center, right? So Yeah, you're surrounded by all buildings that right, block your view. And, right. As a, as a normal human being, you know, you look up and if, if a building is more than three or four floors high, you're not going to be able to see too much behind that. And so right. you have to be in a specific place to be able to see that far away, those, those tall buildings like that. It doesn't matter how tall they are. It's really hard to see, especially, being, like you said, being surrounded by tall buildings. So it just so happens well, that those people just so happen. They're right over you. So, yeah. Right. 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 I, I, I tried, for instance, last year to get some pictures of the top of one of these Art Deco buildings in Dallas. It's the one that has the neon red pegasus on it the top of it looks incredibly tartarian etc cetera, etc cetera. i i had to literally find an open courtyard in an area that was about two blocks away in order for me to get a decent shot and it was barely a decent shot of the top of that building so it would be incredibly hard to get shots like the ones that we see over and over and over again uh two of the shots that Two of the subjects of the footage that really stuck stuck with me outside of Pat and his disappearing helicopter 
the first one was how five of the shots, I think two of the professional ones and three of the amateur ones, all lined up uh, one, two, three, four, five on the same street and managed to capture the same angle of the same event happening. And when you line those up, there were buildings like there are buildings that made no sense where they were actually supposed to be. And, uh, the, the bridge, the bridge behind the twin towers, uh, changed positions. So it's all the same perspective, but for some reason, buildings had completely changed. Uh, some of them would glitch out entirely. Right. Uh, the second was the second plane hitting the towers, uh, on the Fox broadcast and on the NBC broadcast, the NBC broadcast happened to have a a banner that went halfway up the freaking screen, so you couldn't see the plane coming in. You just saw the plane going through through the tower. And what was bizarre about that was you could see the nose come out the other side intact because the way that the way the way this guy was able to line up what you could see of the plane coming in that nose matched entirely the same with the nose that came out the other side it's it should have been completely smashed and then right after that as if they noticed that they fucked up for 17 frames both both feeds the fox feed and the NBC feed went black, completely black. Professional broadcasts, for some reason, bo- uh, after the second plane hit, both went black for 17 frames. Yeah, the comparison, the comparison with the uh, the nose in, nose out, it's like a 42 frame sequence, and frame 35 is where the the nose pops out on the other side of the building magically. It's boop, there it is. Because, uh, you know, an aluminum nose cone, and air, Johnny, it's aircraft grade aluminum, okay? Aircraft grade. But uh, <laughs> this, this 35th frame, the nose is popped out completely, right? So you take the first, uh, I think it's like frames 7, 8, 9, you can take the nose and it just fits perfectly. Frames uh, 10 through 17 or whatever it is, that is when, or 20, 21, is where, up until it hits the building. All of those fit perfectly into that frame. 35. So nose in, nose out is exactly the same. What the theory is behind that is that there was some sort of uh, software glitch and where the CGI was supposed to stop rendering was supposed to be the left-hand side of the first tower, which would have been the South Tower. Um, but there was like a recentering, and it ended up centering or uh, stopping the rendering at the center of the gap between the buildings. So that's why you see the nose out. It was supposed to have stopped inside the building, I guess is the theory behind that CGI. But that's definitely, I mean, no plane is going through regardless. I mean, if, if, an, if an actual plane did hit the World Trade Center, nothing is going through an entire city block of what that building was allegedly made from. The steel boxes. It's not one set of steel but then two sets of steel and concrete and then if the nose pops out on the other side when we've seen I don't know how many pictures of a bird hitting an airplane 
and the ah. nose is completely destroyed by a bird. Yeah, but I their po- little hollow I, bones and their feather. But I posted a picture of a plane that didn't die from a bird, so I win. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Anyway, um, just real quick, uh, one more thing about the no planes was the, the different angles that all the different shots had the planes coming in on. I mm-hmm. mean, there's like a ninety degree angle almost. There's a forty five degree angle. There's a, I mean, it's coming down sort of at a, at a. It, it was so many different ridiculous angles. The one that that's the most ridiculous is the one that comes from behind the tower and it's coming in and then it banks way over to the left and it does like almost a 90 degree turn back and then it hits the tower and then you'll see another one where it's coming in from the right to the left and there's like three different angles of that one Mm -hmm. and then there's another video where they're zoomed out and there's no plane right and then they zoom in and then all of a sudden boom a plane hits and it's like wait a minute if you zoom out there was no plane there before so was it like a did it teleport yeah that's that's right one of the most the famous shots is that wide, wide shot of the entirety of Manhattan. You can see Brooklyn on the other side. And then they zoom in and they zoom in a second time and then boom, there's the plane. You should have seen that yeah, thing coming so in for miles. What great timing. Yeah. Um, but what you were talking about with the angles, yeah. the plane basically uh, just shadow hops across the screen. Like it was at one degree. It was at like a three degree angle, and then all of a sudden, boom, it's at a 15 degree angle, like one frame later. Planes don't change. Yeah, there's also. You've got a, you got a Boeing 767 changes 12 degrees, banks 12 degrees in one second at 550 miles an hour. No, that does, does not happen. Yeah, yeah there are the, the two shots where it's the exact same angle of the Twin Towers, and one of uh, the second plane comes in at about 11 degrees but then there's that second shot where it looks like it swoops down you know like mm-hmm. like in a curved manner and it's it's like wow that that really didn't happen no you that know, one is the most ridiculous there's a lot of things that like you look at it and you're like okay well of all the things that didn't happen all right this one didn't happen the most and then you're like, oh wait a minute, no wait, this one, right. this one, this one happened even less than There's that another. one. Oh wait, it's like as you go on, you're like, oh my god, this <laughs> one happened even less. <laughs> None of this well, shit happens. Just putting aside, setting aside for even a second, all of the video glitches and all of the weird anomalies and stuff. It's just not possible for planes of that size to fly at those speeds at that low without coming apart in the atmosphere. On top of that, these guys were training on Cessnas, allegedly, and then according to the official narrative, they flunked all of their classes, and they were like the worst flight students ever, didn't take any notes, didn't pay attention, didn't do well, and then they were training on flight simulators for the big jumbo jets, and yet they managed to pinpoint strike these two buildings perfectly, first time ever, and then they did the same thing with the Pentagon, and the only reason they didn't do it with the White House is because of some white patriotic Americans who made phone calls from the uh, air in uh, 2001 from the airplane on their cell phones. They said, let's roll, and they took out them terrorists. So this is the original Hidden Figures narrative. They crashed that plane so hard. (laughs) They crashed that plane into oblivion. Nobody crashes a plane like an American. We crash it so hard, there ain't no plane left. (laughs) There was no plane left in any of the sites, right? Except for an inflated tire at the bottom. Of the oh, and that was the other thing. There's a wing shape. 
Yeah. Oh, but there's a wing shape. That was the other thing. The wing shape. Okay, but, all right. Before we get off no planes, there's a couple other things I want to talk about with no planes. I already said we were going to go long, so I'm not worried about that. Um, the wing shape. Now, you can, if you do the contrast adjust thing where you futz with the, uh, the different colors, you can watch the, I guess, the right 30 feet of the explosive that didn't go off the shaped charge that shaped the airplane shaped hole. You can see them. You can watch them draw it in with like uh with like one of those pencils, like a, like an iPad, like, a, um, what's that thing called? You used to well, the, touch the screen the with initial, initial plane explosion happens. And then there's the little extra charges that happen on the right. And you can mm-hmm. see them going off and you can see clearly that it's a different colored fire and it's a separate explosion and then right at the end of that, as that one's dying down, it's like, ree, ree, ree. They, they squiggle it yeah. a little extra with black marker. <laughs> it's like they use a Sharpie. You can see where, like, yes. you know how, like, on your on your, um, on your your iPhone, when you want to edit a picture, you just want to scratch somebody's name out or whatever, and you got you do it once, and you can still see through it, and you got to do it, like, two or three times? That's basically what happened. Like, the... Yeah. Yeah. Right. The opacity wasn't set That's to 100. That's the Flight 11 video. Yes. The opacity was not set to 100, so... They had to right. they had to scribble it a couple of times, but but here's the thing, is that part of the plane line is there on like the ABC video, it's there on the Fox video, but on the amateur videos, it's not there. Oops, we forgot it. Yeah, there's that's the thing is you never see all these videos together, and usually when you do see the videos, you're focusing on the you know the excitement, the towers, right, the important stuff. You're not focusing on the stuff around around the outside. Around the outside. All right. Um, the last thing about the no planes is they kind of in before no planes with that um, that Hout guy and the what's her name uh, Web Fairy, right? That Rosalie Grable. She was the no planes like half shaved head bike lady. I guess she. She, um, in one interview, I guess she went into like weird convulsions and then all of a sudden started talking about directed energy weapons and vectoral mathematics. Like, okay, thanks for poisoning that well. And then Nico Hout is the guy who did the waterboarding no planes guy. And so like, there you go, right before they, so they in before, these guys are clearly um, plants, you know, and the Ace Baker guy who is a, um, I guess he was originally a no planer and he debunked the September clues by he asked he asked Simon Shack if he could use his his video at a, at a conference and Simon Shack said yes. And what the guy did was he played his video and then like basically said, yeah, 95 percent of this is bullshit. And here's why. Watch my film. I mean, that's that kind of a shitty thing to do. But then he also fake shot himself on Jim Fetzer's show. Jesus Christ. So these are the people. Was that the guy who did it? Yeah, it was Ace Baker. Ace Baker was a no planes originator, one of the the no planers. And um, he he and the Nico Hout guy, the the meth meth addict guy, and then that Rosalie Grable, the web fairy, they poisoned the well of no planes right off the bat. They are the ones that talked about holograms and, and, and uh, you know, and they beamed holograms into everybody's heads. And that was was how no planes. Yep, got started off with the well poisoning. 
And then, of course, you have Jason Berman, the loose change shill. Um, you, you listen to that phone call that uh, Brian Stavely played, right? That was... Yeah, God, that was... Yeah. So what they did was... Okay, so and Jason was, Berman... About it was how good was it making him sound, making uh, uh, Simon Shack sound bad. Well, what he did, right? What he did was so you have Jason Berman, who's the guy who is the loose change shill. Um, he he has somebody do like kind of a like as a, as a setup call, right? They have a, they have a guy call in who they don't they know is going to call. They know what they're going to talk about, and they did a setup to talk about um, September clues. And Jason Berman basically goes around and does a lot of trust me, bro, and uses um, mainstream and uses the mainstream footage and uses the amateur footage that we've, you know, we've we've talked about the anomalies in to quote debunk uh, the September clues. And basically, it's just it's just a fake, you know, it's just a setup. It's it's just a um, a smear to smear Simon Shack. And like I said, whatever you may think of him. Uh, his information that that stuff stands by itself. I mean, you, you can't look at you can't look at the information and and be like, you know, look, his hair might be curly. Okay, whatever. Like people have curly hair. Um, I, I watched I watched like four, four hours of Simon Shack talking and his videos, and I mean, actually more than four hours, and I couldn't find a single thing that I thought was some sort of deception. Everything that he presented was very factual, very matter of fact, and and fucking mind-blowing actually absolutely yes yeah, i honestly i don't see a bit of gatekeeper in him no nope. no nope. jason berman yeah, is 100 really yes. i wasn't really worried about you know what simon shack's motives were i was very interested in the video analysis and the all the side-by-side stuff everything you know just slowing down and pointing out things because I mean, I remember seeing some of this footage when it happened, but it's been, man, it's been like 20, it's been 20 years. It's been 20, <laughs> tomorrow, know, 20 years, dude. 20 years. It didn't even dawn on me how, you know, how poorly crafted some of this nonsense was. It's really, really bad, some of it. Like, literally, the stories in the memorials, it's like they gave a bunch of C movie scriptwriters like a handful of money and uh, a random name generator and was like, make up something sappy. It was literally like a Hallmark movie synopsis of these people's lives. Every single one, you know, you listen to the, to the, the parents talk about these kids and it's like, you know, if she knew that she would make her brothers, the saddest people on the planet, who the fuck talks like that? <laughs> who the fuck talks like that? You know, like crisis actor, really crisis actor, actor. crisis yeah, actor, crisis actors. Yeah, right. Nesbitt. Same guy who's crying about his his freaking kid getting shot in one frame, and the next he's laughing. So yes. well, he's laughing then crying. Yes, well, other way yeah, around. Yeah. Right, Robbie Park, get it right, First. pronunciation guy. Yeah, but then <laughs> when he went, but then when he went off camera, he started laughing again. So yeah, right. well, yeah. It was like Debo, you know, like, you know, Debo, 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 say be quiet, I'll be quiet. When you leave, I'll be talking again. <laughs> Friday reference for you there. Wow. I, I yeah. did not expect a Friday reference on this episode. Nigga, it's Friday. <laughs> it is. You ain't got shit to do. And Friday reference to me. Are we doing a podcast. All right. 
Damn, I can't believe you got fired on your day off. Well, they found out I didn't take the vax. <laughs> <laughs> I have, a, dude. I have a hard. I have. I have kind I'm of a like, conundrum. My situation. Like people that are people that are at, at my job are going to be like, you know, they're going to mandate because you know it's over a hundred employees, right? They're going to well, the president deepfakes says they're going to mandate the vax. So they're going to mandate the vax. So guys are scrambling to get like fake cards. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's only going to work for so long. Right. Who are we kidding? This this vax mandate isn't going to pump up the number for blacks. No, it's absolutely not. No. Every black I know, no. every black guy I know is like, man, fuck no, I ain't getting that shit, man. Last time they fucking gave us syphilis, nigga. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But the, uh, and I'm like, those actually, are the ones that are actually working. And I'm like, well, right. The ones that, but yeah, see, I do work with blacks that actually, that actually have jobs. So. And some of them even show up more than twenty percent of the time, too. Oh, dude, yeah this this job is this job is you definitely want to show up for this one. It's they're just handing they're just handing out money. It's nice. It's, it's Niggas nice. be showing up. Niggas be showing. Are we about to dissolve and coagulate into a second break? You know what? Let's dissolve and coagulate into a second break. Let's play the second half of Flood by our good friend Vulgar. We'll be back.
If you stopped all immigration today, just by virtue of birth rates, this is going to be a browner country. That's a story that's being told. The demographics of the country are going to change. It's, it's inevitable. inevitable. Minorities now seem to be surpassing white folks in births. And the forecast is that white folks are on track to becoming, and I hate to say this, the minority in America. Was it or was it not the duty of every good revolutionary to kill all newborn white babies? Children, 
Right, we're back from break number two. We don't, we don't often do this, but uh, we got we got some more. Not never figured, done it. We've never done. We've never done two. Yeah, we've done two breaks before. Actually, no, no, we have. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I mean, on like I don't. We have. We have maybe we've like separate like, little breaks. Like, like somebody's talking, like monologuing, and no, one or two no. of us like go out real quick and come back. No. No, 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 no. We've done like, uh, like, like a live thing where, like, we've taken a second break. We've done that before. Probably the live shows, I'm sure. The live streams. Back Maybe. when we did live I streams. Don't know. But this is an important one. This is a very important one. It's the 20th anniversary of 9/11. Okay. Very important day. All right. We New York City all was attacked. Uncles and their cousins, best friends, dads. Right. To eventually talk about justification. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so. The buildings, you know, everybody says the buildings were, you know, uh, controlled demolition. It was controlled demolition. You know, there was thermite in the paint. If you believe Jesse Ventura, there was thermite in the paint. There was thermite everywhere. There was, there was thermite. There was definitely nanothermite particles. There was definitely thermite used in the cutting of some of the beams to make it look like it was in the photographs, maybe. I mean, like, you know, the pictures that they use. I don't know. We don't know that the pictures of Ground Zero were even real. Those are just pictures they showed us on TV. Did any of us? Did any of you guys go down there and see the rubble? No, I did not make nope. the pilgrimage to Saturn to Saturn's Mecca. <laughs> so there wasn't much rubble, though. That was what the weird part was. There really wasn't much rubble, and what there was was quickly and carted off and shipped off. To much. China. No, go ahead, Skull. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just saying by not much, there was basically zero rubble at all. There was no rubble. It was how just does, gone. But how does that happen? Like a magic trick. There was gone. two yeah. 90-something story buildings, right? I mean, how does it just disappear? 110-story. 110. 200, 220 stories of building, right? Just gone. Disappeared. Plus, Even building, uh, building seven. seven. Building six. The other building. Five, the four, three, two. Yeah. But, yeah. People just think it was one towers yeah. one and two in building seven. They think they, you know, they think they got a gotcha there with building seven. Oh no, no. Three, four, five, and six. Vaporized. Gone. You look at the the uh top down shot from later on in the afternoon, like right before sunset. And that entire plaza is wiped out. Gone. Like something it's, out of the San Francisco it's, it's, fire. Or the Great Chicago Fire, even. It's 16 acres of just complete that were completely filled with buildings, completely gone. Nothing there. Empty. With a little bit of aluminum framing sticking up for effect, dramatic effect, I guess. Mm-hmm. They left some of the steel. Yeah, they left a couple of the steel beams cut at a, cut at a very clear demolition-style angle. 45. Right. Cut at a clear 45. Thermite paint all over Almost like they were cut with sound antiquitech. Right. Hmm. Going there now. <laughs> I just saying. So now in comes Dr. Judy Wood and her book, Where Do the Towers Go? and her theory of the dustification of the towers. 
Now, what is what is justification, Skull? Well, when we watch the towers go down, see, this is the... It's interesting to talk about 9-11 and see how many different layers of, like, where are you, bro, on it. And, you know, like, obviously the first one is 19 hijackers with box cutters took down the trillion-dollar U.S. defense industry that no other country could, and they flew these aluminum airplanes into these towers, and it just destroyed the towers, and they all collapsed, and boom, uh, jet fuel melted steel beams. And then you get to the next level where people are a little bit more sane, and they say, well, okay— obviously those aluminum airplanes couldn't have taken down that entire World Trade Center complex and those two giant 110-story towers and World Trade Center 7 and most of World Trade Center 6, et cetera, et cetera. So must have been a controlled demolition. But the problem is when you look at a controlled demolition, there's two other aspects of a controlled demolition that are not present at this. And well, the first aspect is that controlled demolitions explode from basically from the bottom up and there's a series of explosions that go boom, 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 boom of charges that are placed at particular areas on the structure so that it will fall in a certain manner. Well, that didn't happen with the uh, World Trade Center. Actually, it, what we're told happened is that the top collapsed and then it pancaked down, causing a chain reaction that just collapsed the rest of the building all the way down. And it did that not only once, but twice. And then a third time at the World Trade uh, Center Building 7, which just had fires and didn't even have a plane crash into it. And then on top of it, they fell down perfectly straight, even though the top of one of the buildings started to list over to the, I, I want to say to the left of it, from the uh, relative view of the the uh, camera. It was to the left. I don't know what mm -hmm. direction it was on the compass, but started to list over to the left. So you would think, well, with the trajectory of the top, of, the whole top of a building falling down, well, it would have gone off to the side and the whole right. the rest of the building probably would have gone to the right when it fell. But instead, the whole thing sort of just disappeared downwards. And mm -hmm. it was like a, um, well, what happened is the whole thing turned into a cloud of dust. And it didn't just fall. It disappeared like a magic trick. It just went poof it was gone and the most interesting uh, part about that well there's lots of interesting things about that but the most interesting thing to me that i just found uh yesterday when i was watching one of the videos is when you watch the areas of the tower that have not yet fallen when the rest of the thing is turning to dust and falling so you remember like how it just kind of it, it's like a banana like a banana peel kind of goes out and then down and if you watch that video carefully, some of the parts going down are still rubble. And by rubble, I mean big pieces of metal or concrete or rock or whatever. If you watch them going down, even the big pieces of rubble, as the rest of the th the structure is falling, those pieces also disintegrate as it's falling with the rest of the rubble. There's also some parts where there's some, uh, I don't know what you'd call them, but big spiky looking things look like spires or towers that are still exi existing, they're still extant as the rest of the thing's falling. And those two, as the rest of the building's falling, instead of just falling, uh, as you would expect some solid object to happen, they disappear, they disintegrate. Mm -hmm. And then further on top of that, when you get to the bottom and all of this uh, rubble has sort of, uh, not rubble, I'm sorry, all of this dust has settled. Once the dust has settled, at the very beginning, the dust was very coarse and thick, and then it got finer and finer until it was a powder that basically almost disappeared after it had been on the ground long enough. So there was apparently some sort of uh, something happened where this building was disintegrated. It was turned into dust. Yeah. 
That is the part that is the most unbelievable to a lot of people because, you know, concrete and steel just doesn't disintegrate. I mean, jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams, but what completely disintegrates metal and steel or metal and concrete? Anybody want to take a guess? Liquefaction? That's soil liquefaction. Yeah, I... When I first watched this video of Dr. Judy Wood and her presentation and some of the other evidence, I I was completely blown away because it felt like a bunch of puzzle pieces just came into place all at once. None of the other explanations seemed to make a whole lot of sense. And it it had a lot to do with some of the footage, like there's this footage of supposed to be smoke that's coming out of the building. And there's these broken windows that are right there, but we, we all know how smoke, how smoke operates. It, it takes the path of the least resistance and it's completely ignoring all these broken windows and the way that it's billowing out on a day with only six, seven mile an hour winds, the way that it's billowing out, it's not billowing out like smoke. It's billowing out like, everything is being disintegrated from the inside. It's really strange. It, it, it spirals out. Yeah, it does not give the appearance at all of uh, the damage that these supposed planes would have caused. It just it doesn't match up. It doesn't even match up with thermite in the paint. It doesn't match up with just explosives uh, you know, being placed and blowing outwards. Uh, it... I think it's the, very strange. I think the George Stephanopoulos uh, quote of it, him being him being at the ground level just completely flummoxed that there's no rubble anywhere that it, it somehow pulverized and disappeared. Uh, it's just not. It's just not a sufficient enough. It's just not a sufficient enough explanation, especially right. when you find out that the world, the entire World Trade Center complex was built inside a dike inside the Hudson River and that dike if if it was hit with 1 million tons of debris in 10 seconds it would have cracked it would have cracked open like a like a fucked up bathtub and it would have flooded the entire area yeah that yeah, much that building that entire thing is called the bathtub it's built the buildings were built down in so there was an actual basin created so that this complex could be built within it there's a river right next to it the river is held out by this thing that's called the bathtub, which is this dike. It's this massive concrete, basically a bathtub, right? And the buildings and the foundations were built down into it. And if what we're told it happened, happened. So let's say that it was a controlled demolition. Well, if there's a controlled de- demolition, as Dogbot just said, there'd be about a million tons of debris that fell from 110 stories up is very high. It's really high up. And you imagine all of that coming down at free fall velocity and crashing to the ground, there's a few things that would have happened. First, yeah, that bathtub would have cracked, and the entire lower Manhattan area would have been flooded because the entire river would have poured into that area. Well, the bathtub was completely unharmed. And by completely, I mean completely. It didn't even have to do any repairs on it. On top of that, there's no rubble pile. So if you take two 110-story buildings filled with concrete and steel and glass and all of the office equipment and furniture and everything else that's in there. And then the floors that are, you know, supposed to be in there. I don't know if they were or not. 
that's going to create a pile of rubble the size of a small mountain. And yet, if you look at the picture after all of these things came down, there's literally nothing there. It's all gone. Building 7, gone. I mean, just watch Building 7 collapse. Building 7 was not a small building. If you take Building 7 and compare it to most buildings in most cities or almost any city in Europe, it's going to be larger. It's going to Isn't be smaller it? than the majority of buildings. It's 47, 47 stories. 47 story building. Yeah, it's huge. 47 stories. And also, yeah. um, not just not just that, that you said the pile of rubble. Don't forget that pile of rubble was small enough for a fireman to climb up on and put an American flag on top of in, you know, in, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in a Scott air pack. In reality, the damage caused just by that subsequent flooding, there would have been um, mud and everything mixed in with that would have been rubble. So concrete, glass, all kinds of things mixed in there. It really should have had the appearance of, all, of like a river in India mm. running through. A lot more people should have died, drowned, etc. I mean, it should have been What's much the, more damage. But no, it's What's only the, limited to these immediate areas. Yeah, most of Manhattan should have been like just uh, at least the surrounding area should have been vastly destroyed. I was just saying the monolith uh, Hilton Hotel is just standing right there looking at it. That monolith staring it right down and it's right next to it after all of that shit fell. I think there was only one. Any of the Tartarian buildings. You're right, right, right. I think it was only one building that was significantly damaged, which was uh, the um, what was the building with the twisted uh, eye bars? The Orthodox Church, the Greek Orthodox Church. No, no, no! It was like a it was like a bank building or something. Oh. I don't. Well, I know remember there was the a name. church that was. A I know there was a church that was damaged. About it, hmm. Well, it the facade was damaged. Okay, and so then what happened was they spent ten years repairing the facade, and then they ended up having to tear the whole building down anyway. And then when you looked at the inside of the building that they were tearing down, because they I, I believe they tore down the facade first. I may be getting some of this wrong, but I'm getting the gist of it right. The inside of the building was um, basically disintegrating. It was disappearing. Mm. And that's mm. why they spent 10 years trying to renovate this thing that had been damaged from the falling whatever, uh, the outside of it that had been damaged by all of the World Trade Center damage. And then they had to destroy the whole building because it had uh, apparently started or continued to disintegrate over the years, just like all of the other buildings in this World Trade Center complex seem to. Huh. It just doesn't make any sense. Maybe there was, maybe there was like, I don't know, a magic spell cast and it turned everything into dust. Maybe Thanos had all five of the Infinity Stones. Did you got the I, I did not see a Johnny Cape shit reference coming. <laughs> I, 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 dude, I just thought of like what dissolved shit. And I remember Thanos and the stupid memes, that stupid, like everything, you know, and like, Donald Trump had the remember remember when we used when we used the Infinity Stone memes with Donald Trump to make like everybody else disappear like oh my god Hillary and god damn it all right nine eleven fun times yeah so the thing is 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 you Skull you said that these buildings these these buildings came down top down that doesn't happen in in a, in a controlled demolition however. In Hollywood, it happens all the time. And it happened happened in Independence Day, and it happened in a couple other disaster movies. In the 90s, leading up to 9-11, we watched the aliens come in and destroy New York, and all the buildings fell top down. 
So millions yeah, that big of spaceship shot that uh, directed energy weapon directly into the what was it the Empire State Building or something, and it disintegrated yes. exactly in the same fashion as the World Trade Center buildings did. Imagine my shock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They did it a couple of times, and millions and millions and millions of people saw it. Predictive programming of Independence Day, and you know when it happened on nine eleven. Well, and for doing the uh, the cape references, Man of Steel, that movie that was just so way over the top, Zack Snyder, and they destroyed, disintegrated hundreds hundreds of buildings, just about. Oh right, right. Is that about a black superhero? That was <laughs> Man <Superman>. of Steel, S T E A L. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that I thought that was uh, the one with Shaquille O'Neal in it. Right. <laughs> Space so, Jams. Skull, you were talking yeah. about the different oh, no, angles. You were talking this about this. Is the- my, my theory is why they're never going to cast a black Superman is because uh, everyone will make that hilarious joke. Yeah, probably. The Man of Steel. The his kryptonite is a job. <laughs> no, his kryptonite is a kid or water. Or whatever. Or work um, boots. <laughs> yeah, work boots. Steel toe boots. <laughs> now they wear Timberlands. They be wearing Anyways. them Timberlands. Um. So Skull, you were talking Where about the towers. All the bikes in the neighborhood go, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> You were talking about the towers going down and the pictures and the video of the towers going down. So you have one video, one angle, where the tilt of the tower is like five degrees. And then from another angle, the tilt of the the building going down is at 21 degrees. That's a huge difference. Like, which one is it? You know, which one is it? Live footage. (laughs) <laughs> there's it's it's ridiculous the amount of things that 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 are just inconsistent between the videos um the one i was just talking about with the 21 degree uh top of the building fall the pendulum effect they call it that the top of the building came free and fell through pancaking all the rest of them, the pendulum effect if that was the case there'd be a huge piece of the top of the building still sitting in the middle of manhattan but there wasn't. Okay, so I I have a question. What's that? According to September Clues guy, he thinks that the missiles that missiles hit the twin towers. So did missiles hit the twin towers? No. I don't think so. So I don't the, think so. The, so the twin towers were just solely hit with the directed energy weapon, and they were justified. And the reason they had to bring in all the dirt to cover everything up is because whatever whatever directed energy weapon they used was still having an effect on the material. Yeah, they, after, after the initial explosions, um, I think there were initial explosions that were wired to go to be basically the shape of a plane. But after that, I do think they, I don't know if, if you guys don't know what Dogbot's talking about. They They started hauling in all this dirt immediately after which is really strange Mm -hmm. and coating the dirt and everything just covering everything with all of the soil and yeah that actually makes the most sense to me is that whatever tech i don't know if it's a directed energy weapon or if it's some sort of thing that was inside the building or inside that area or how that works at all but whatever technology was used to disintegrate that building and everything in it except for paper interestingly enough all the paper right like a snowstorm of unburnt paper all over the thing seemed to still be working after the towers had collapsed and i think they needed to get a handle on that so that it like didn't keep disintegrating things it seems like who knows i mean 
Hmm. Hmm. Uh, so like you had situations like the toasted cars, you, you had these cars that were supposedly hit by debris, but like half, like the back half of some of these cars were in pristine condition and the fronts were toasted. That's the only way that they could be described. It is just completely ruined. And, it, and not, not scorched, but like not melted. Scorched. No, melted. Yeah. Like completely same thing we saw when, when we looked at the, the fires in Northern California, where you'd have a car that had a line across it. And one side of the car was completely brand new, just like straight out of the, the car wash. And the other side of the car is just completely like hit by what you would think is a laser beam, you know? Like right. burnt out, oxidized metal, just torched, uh, aluminum wheels completely melted. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, the the evidence here, the precision is so damning to all these different theories. One of the biggest ones that I remember from from a kid, or from when I was a kid, was uh, these planes had missiles attached to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a theory that I went with for a long time, and um. No, yeah, that the, makes, the, makes so much more sense than just shooting a missile. Well, oh, some totally. Of, well, it's kind of like it's kind of like how they, you know, rerouted these planes, emptied them, and then you know, made them into drones. Right, and then so, flew yeah. them, swapped them out. So some of the actual, sorry, go ahead. Swa- some of it? the actual evidence is mm-hmm. is actually pretty damning. Like, uh, if if you believe in recording decibels, the the deci- the, the the buildings hardly recorded. Anything like anything close to the decibels you would expect from a falling building. In fact, like the decibel levels were hardly above, uh, like the con- like a construction site with jackhammers. Yeah, the and, seismic uh, impact too is what you're what you're referring to as well. Right, the seismic impact was was like negligible, like negligible two, at best. Two point. It was two point, I believe it's two point four for the first tower and two point three for the second. And then World Trade Center seven was like like you said, it was like the impact of a jackhammer. It was almost nothing. So and if you watch the videos when they come down too, I mean, I don't know how real anything that we saw on that television was, but granted, even when you watch it and take the story at face value, it, there should have been a roaring like a mountain was uh, broken up and then dropped on the earth. And yet it's just a whooshing sound, basically. And the whooshing sound you hear is the building basically disappearing and then turning into dust and then that dust just settling. And there, I mean, anything that's dropped, that's 110, a million tons, a million tons dropping onto the ground. And then again, if we take the idea that the top section sort of broke off first that thing should have come all the way down, all those hundred and whatever stories, and smashed into the ground, broken the bathtub. There should have been significant seismic impact. It should have been like a massive earthquake, basically. And yet, according to the readings on that day, there really wasn't that much going on. There's the building with the dome that was right next to it, and the dome was absolutely untouched. It should have been completely – it should have looked like the face of the moon. You know, uh, it should have – If this – was it a glass dome? Go ahead. Finish up. No, it was a, it was a uh, like a green metal dome. Oh, like the copper! copper oh, those copper metal copper. domes to the yeah, yeah to the south of that. Those you know, there's a whole bunch of those buildings there, and those are all international banking houses. All the ones with the copper. Yeah, you know, just 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 like the shooting scene in Las Vegas, where there should have been bullet holes everywhere. 
and there aren't. Uh, there, there should have been scatter shot from the twin towers falling all over the place, but oh, there's yeah. not. Yeah. The one devastation most, should have been uh, like city leveling. One of the most uh, like surprising things to me is the dust particulates. Right, are three times smaller than any average recorded fire. Right, and that's what's really. And there's there's part of the things that nobody died, you know, nobody died on 9-11, you know, the first responders. All oh, the first responders that died in the buildings. Yeah, no, it's the it's the first responders that are gonna die later of all the mesothelioma and whatever, all the, the whatever is in that these people that breathe in the dust. Yeah, that dust was highly toxic. Yeah. And of course, of course, what was it? Uh the EPA. The EPA gave their gave the approval to breathe dust like right away. Yeah, of course. Should have been wearing masks twenty years ago. Yeah, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, the FDA says you could line that stuff up and snort it. <laughs> yeah, but this was man, a this was a gay op them. inside of a psyop inside of more psyops inside of more psyops. This was. This was a big inside one. of an occult ritual. Yeah, inside of many occult rituals. Yes, gay obsession. That's pretty much what we what we what we deal with. But this is the mother mm. of them. This is this was the beginning of a new era. Mm-hmm. It really was the introduction of a new era. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, the, but the only thing missing, in my opinion, is if we had actually entered the age of Aquarius in two thousand one. <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say that with the calendar that we didn't? The cake. Yeah. Who, mm, who, who's to say that is didn't? true? Oh, great! Now I'm gonna have to stay up and and do that. Oh. <laughs> but seriously though, like the moon landing, the moon landing was the first major media fakery event. You know, the big, big, big fake event, right? And then the Kennedy assassination, and then. Probably most of Vietnam we saw on on TV was Kennedy probably assassination first. Yeah, well, Kennedy assassination was first. That's right. Then the moon landing. My bad. I got it backwards. But yeah, the moon landing was well. But yeah, that was. I don't know, man. I, they might have actually shot somebody in that car, but who knows? They probably didn't. They probably don't ever kill anybody ever. And that's where they're like, "No, oh, doesn't anybody I, ever I, die, Johnny? Yeah. Nobody ever dies, huh? They they don't. And then, well, Abraham Lincoln didn't die. Yeah, yeah, they would don't have to kill exist. people now because they, if they do it, they get some sort of um, it's some sort of contractual agreement, in my opinion. I, I just based upon the research I've done, where they can't kill anybody in the initial thing, but they can scare the shit out of you. And then, as soon as they scare the shit out of you, if you agree to kill a whole bunch of, uh, for example, brown people in the desert across the world, after that, that's on you, bro. And then they still get their blood sacrifice and their ritual magic out of it. So, right. Um, hey, yeah. Speaking- Speaking of ritual, uh, Skull, before before you disappear, what about the falling people? Yes, let's talk about the falling people. Ooh, okay. Yes. Um, so the falling people, uh, it, it's there's the falling people was so important, I think, to the narrative because it just seals the fact that these people are so horrible and oh look, these people are burning to death and they actually chose to jump to their death rather than burning in these buildings yes. and oh think of the. Think of the tragedy and yada, yada, yada. And the very first person that was recorded as dying was this chaplain. I think it was a Catholic uh, priest, maybe. He's a chaplain, and apparently he got hit by 
one of the first jumpers and he's the first recorded death. Like, how do they even know? How do they know he's the first one who died? But there's a bunch of different stuff that just basically points to the fact that the whole jumper thing was fake as fuck. And by the way, before anybody jumps all over me, we've already seen that every single aspect of the video footage that was presented to us in, in this operation is in some way doctored or manipulated, or it's completely fake, completely. It's just completely made up. So if that's the case, if one element of something is fake, then you might as well just assume that every single other element that you're presented with is fake. And if something's going to have this heightened emotion attached to it that's meant to manipulate you and mess with you and get you to move in a certain direction, then certainly you should look at that with a degree of suspicion. So let's just go through a few of the things about the jumpers. Okay, first of all, some of the jumpers, when they're jumping, they're real close to the wall. They're like about you know six, seven feet away from the wall. They go straight down. Then other jumpers, they're like 25 feet away from the wall. So I guess they had like a catapult or something that they launched themselves out of. Or maybe it was really, really hot. And they were like the cartoon where the guy gets his ass burned on fire and they run out before <laughs> they realize gravity cracks. Yes. And then, and then they fall down. They're like, oh. And they yes. like look at the camera and wave and then they fall down like a coyote or something. I guess. And so, I mean, if you want to try and explain that away, go for it. Have fun with that. But when you view, when you zoom in on a lot of these guys, they're just a mess of CGI glitch, right? And again, like Johnny said earlier, this is not digital. Yeah. I, I think Acme did have an office inside uh, Building 1. See, there you go. No, they used to. They got kicked <laughs> out after 93. They, they, were, they were an original tenant that was evicted after the bombing in 93. <laughs> right right <laughs> well and then when you zoom in on these pictures again johnny was pointing out that this was all film camera at the time we were not using a whole bunch of digital uh technology at the time and yet these guys are all pixelated Digitally and artifacted, uh, what, yeah. if you look at a bunch of the jumpers i shared on the channel their, their feet look like they're wearing uh massive clown shoes like big black clown shoes that are far bigger than like three of their heads <laughs> and they're all twisted and contorted. I mean, it just looks ridiculous. A lot you of the guys... It's like, okay, a, I can see... A couple of the guys look Go like ahead. they're sitting in a chair with their leg crossed. Like, they took, like, just random yeah. poses of people. You know, and just... This one picture that. looks like uh, it's the two people together look like they're holding hands, which they look like two separate people that they've just cobbled together. And blur mm -hmm. the hands. And one of them, it looks like it just his feet are on fire yeah. or something. I could be I wrong. I heard the internet was scary when I heard it. Yeah, they look like they're holding hands as they're falling. Well, and well, their no, feet are like all glitched out, too. Well, it looks like his feet are on fire, the guy on top. Just his feet. Yes. Speaking of people being on fire. Yeah. Speaking of people being on fire. Okay, the um, the Hilton, nine, the 911 Hilton that was like in between the two towers, right? that had like 14 people magically survived in this, uh, what they call like the, the safety shoe box or something. And the guy who talks about it in the documentary is a guy who was writing a book about a terror plot to blow up the world trade center. What a weird coincidence. Um, yeah, what a weird coincidence. And this guy that writes about it. Yeah. He's, he's the, he's the terrorist, uh, novelist writer. Um, but these people, okay. So the, the doorman, the bellhop doorman, whatever it is, the, the, the doorman of the hotel, uh, rescued a guy who fell out of the world trade center or no, 
He rescued a guy in the street who was set on fire from debris that fell out of the, the World Trade Center. So debris set a human being on fire. Like, like who writes this shit? Who writes this? They probably also, burst none the of the paper got set on fire. Right. Yeah, well, none of the were, papers burned. Yeah. None of the papers burned. Again. again what is, yeah, there's what, all this paper. There's this paper didn't burn, but people heating up and having to jump out of a, you know, 80, 80th floor of the building or whatever. Yeah, I always thought that was funny. Oh, and These people killed themselves to save themselves from dying. Yeah. On top of it, um, the most iconic image from, uh, aside from like the exploding tower itself, but one of the most iconic images for, for which the guy, of course, won a Pulitzer Prize because we love giving Pulitzer Prizes to these people who take pictures of people dying, like that little African kid with the buzzard uh, staring at it about to eat it. And the guy's just like, I think I'll take a picture of this kid <laughs> instead of like, giving the kid a sandwich or some shit right? like, out of his fucking lunchbox. Um, these, this guy uh, took the picture of the iconic upside down man with his leg crooked that just happened to reflect exactly the tarot card of the hanged man. Now I'm not one of these people who understands the uh, esoteric meanings behind tarot, nor do I want to, I have no interest in it whatsoever, but um, I believe that I just did a cursory glance of what that means on Wikipedia and like the meaning of the hanged man tarot card were some like sacrifice and crisis and those certain assorted uh, words, uh, you know, I'm sure it was just a complete coincidence and it didn't have anything to do with them. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it was a real picture and uh, it was not staged at all. This is sarcasm I'm using. I, I think one of the biggest surprises of this episode is that Alt Skull isn't a uh, white woman in her mid-30s that has a body count of 50 that understands tarot cards. That is uh, that's definitely, definitely a big thing about this episode. Skull, real quick, do you want to know a couple things about the Hanged Man that I may not yeah, have been yeah. on Wikipedia? Sure. So one of the original depictions of the Hanged Man actually has a halo around his head. And his position, his position and his face are very calm. And so it's a, uh, it's a resignation to uh, enlightenment from a new perspective or through pain or sacrifice. Also, Isn't that interesting? yeah, it is the card. Huh. I think what's the, uh, what's the phrase I've heard used? Yes. The ultimate sacrifice or surrender and martyrdom for the greater good is what I've heard before. Wow, these people are so kind and altruistic, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, they really are. They just care about our enlightenment. They're just leading us to our enlightenment. They're they're just kindly leading us where we dumb fucking goyim don't know where to go, so we need them to uh, take us there, don't they? You you will own nothing and you will love it. God, I hate the Antichrist. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. I also hate the Antichrist. I believe that's I hate general the Antichrist. Sentiment. You too. I I I I too hate the Antichrist, Jack. God damn it! Oh, Jack. Oh oh oh. Yeah, no. Fuck Jack, the Antichrist. Is that endorsement of I the, Antichrist. the Antichrist. I hope not. <laughs> no, this is an Antichrist disrespector show. Yes. Anyways, yes, but just wanted to bring that up. Thought that was very interesting as far as symbolism goes. 
That's one of my main interests uh, just, in the 9-11. Yeah, narrative. I got I to gotta go in like five minutes, so I'll just hit the last uh, little thing. There's a bunch of uh, different weird little extra videos about, uh, I, again, I've shared a bunch of this stuff on the channel, so you can just go back to the channel and look it up uh, among the videos I've shared. But there's footage of what looks like uh, somebody in the tower holding an inflated, um, I shit you not, holding an inflated mannequin-looking thing out of a window and then dropping it and this fucking thing floats down and this is amid the footage where things are smoking and the windows are broken open and stuff and at first i was watching i was like wait a minute the guy's up in the tower and he's dropping down these floaty dolls then what did how did he uh have time to get out before they dustified the thing like wouldn't he taking some chances there and i was like oh i see they just filmed the whole thing beforehand and it was a studio and another reason that you know that that's what happened is if you look at the footage of the people who are hanging out the window and they're like waving their arms and stuff, you guys have seen that footage, right? Where mm -hmm. they're like, oh, help us, help us. It's very hot in here. I may have to jump to my death soon because of the heat at my back. If you look at those people, they are hanging out at the waist. So it's basically like from the waist up to the head and then their arms are hanging out, swinging, waving, please help me, please help me, helicopter man. And they fill up the space of the window, okay? So a little bit below their crotch at the maximum, up to the top of their head, fills the space of the window. Well, if you look at the size of those windows, they were over seven feet tall. So apparently, the Lucky Larry was holding a bunch of Tartarian giants up in there, and this <laughs> may have been the last of them, and they wanted to get rid of them. And the 9-11 operation was really about that, the final eradication of of the Tartarian giants. That's Whoa. a theory I have. Whoa. Whoa. Or Whoa. shot in a studio. Yeah. Or or that. Yeah, or that. Or that. I yeah, those Whatever windows are twelve foot tall. Like no, the windows are blow up 50, dolls. 50, yeah. Skull. Those windows were twelve feet. They were like twelve feet by three and a were half they feet. Yeah. That big? Mm-hmm. You know who was also twelve feet tall? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, it looks like they're tossing out blow-up dolls. Yeah, yeah. From this video, I was I, this video shocked me. You posted this, oh god, in our in that chat like two yesterday, maybe at, like in the morning for me. God. Yeah. I could. Yeah, it's, <sighs> it's pretty ridiculous. Well, it's not that I couldn't believe it. It's just insane. No, it's it's ridiculous. What, and this is the one you, video. Right, if you guys. Hey, is it? If you guys want to keep going, you keep, I got to get out of here. I got to go to work. All right, Skull. Thank you, sir. Happy 9-11, sir. All right. Thanks for, yeah, thanks for having me on. Happy 9-11 to you guys. Love you, Jake, for us. All right. Love you guys. Y'all take care. I'll, I'll talk to you after. All right. God bless. All right. God bless. Alt Skull, everybody. How about that? Alt Skull. Old school. Old school. That was awesome. Yeah, what do you think cool. about Judy Wood, Dr. Judy Wood, thinking that uh, the people that jumped out were feeling the effects of being microwaved and just it was sort of like it was sort of like riot control uh, technology where they where they direct beams at you and make you not want to riot anymore. But mm. it's, it's sort of the, the whatever the massive effect of this direct energy weapon it was causing people to uh take a big old leap uh you have to take the big old leap of faith that there were people in the building yeah uh that's where i'm at especially after tonight too in the last couple of days i that's where i'm kind of like i'm kind of 
like, do I really even want to spend the money on Dr. Judy Wood's book? It's, I don't know. Like, I don't believe, like, she's, it's, it's like, okay, like with, um, what's his name? Gary Wayne, right? He's a boomer, you know, and he's got a lot of good takes on a lot of stuff, but we have to overlook some things, right? We have to overlook some things. Sure. With this guy. Overlook some things. What about the, uh, I don't the think hur- we can overlook. What about the unreported, what about the unreported hurricane? Did that, did you guys find that weird? The unreported hurricane that never touched down? Yeah, the, the, uh, I guess it was Aaron, Hurricane Aaron, that, that, you know, it was headed straight for New York City, but they didn't report on it at all. And it could have hit New York City, but then 9 11 happened. And it went well, away. Well, it saw what was going on, and Aaron was just like, you know what? Nah. Yeah, I can't be involved having with any of this. I can't be. Yeah, they, they they look like they're having enough problems. They don't need this. Yeah, I don't know. A, it was okay. I don't. I don't know. I thought that. What do you think? Okay, so what do you what do you what do you think with the uh, with the hurricane Aaron there, Dogbot? They they knew. I mean, they redirected it. They they kept it. They they kept it up there, spin around, and then after after a few days. Then they let the rains come in and try to wash out some of the effects of the directed energy weapon. But another thing that was really weird was the uh, the Geraldo Rivera Fox and Friends footage mm-hmm. where he's talking about if only a big hurricane had come on 9-11, then it would have then they wouldn't have been able to fly the planes into the building. Yeah. Right. He said that. And there was literally a big hurricane there. And we all know how cable news just fucking salivates over natural disasters like hurricanes. So it was just really, really, really strange that they didn't report on this hurricane that could affect millions and millions and millions of Americans. Well, and see, here's the thing. If they reported on the hurricane, if they reported on the hurricane and the hurricane was there, Right, the hurricane was sitting offshore or whatever. Then, then flights probably would have been um, a little different if people knew about the hurricane. So maybe they didn't report on the hurricane so that they could do the fake thing with the planes. So basically, at this point, they were just kind of using harp just as a uh, as a little backup, maybe for some of the official narrative and and like janitorial work yeah yeah using harp as cleanup cleanup crew well right but i mean like i said earlier this 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 psyop this gay op this thing that 9-11 was the the biggest gay op in modern history till covid um it was multi-faceted multi-level i mean they used all kinds of like all kinds of like fakery not just media fakery they had like you know like fake fake plane parts and fake uh, they had they had fake deaths and they had to fake all kinds of stuff, you know. Like um, with the fake plane parts, the the inflated tire and the landing gear. In order for that to land the way it did, uh, did you guys see that one video? Somebody posted it today. It was from Space Busters. Um, about what do you call them? The 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 nine elfin planes, the elf elfin planes. Um where we should see a plane and there's, you know, from this video, the guy broke it down 
from the vantage point. It's one of those one of those new. Oh, this is something we didn't get to talk about with Skull. Um, it's one of those new videos that came out recently that shows that there is no plane hitting anything. Right? What do you guys think of that? This the release of multiple videos from different people. Like you know, there's the birthday party from across the other side of Manhattan. There's the clearly a bunch of latinos doing something and you know and then there's like another one where i forgot i forgot what, what kind of there, there's mostly ethnic uh, people i think there's one with like israelis dancing well i'm not talking about something the israelis like dancing oh no i've got i've got the video pulled up actually i was watching it this afternoon right but um, there's several not just the space busters one but there's several videos that have come up recently where there are clearly no planes, especially from the, oh, yeah. the second. Right. So what do you what do you guys think of the release of all these happening like around the twentieth anniversary? They're laughing at us. Well, I think I think that's part of it, and I think it's partially to cause people to question exactly this, why they're coming out now, and to keep the people who are calling the no planes thing a deception calling it a deception mm. uh, because they're going to do the exact same thing and they're going to say well couldn't those videos have just been deep fake couldn't they delete them the planes as easily as you say they could have added them right i'm just i'm thinking i'm thinking trying to in the way that you know retard skeptics do here um, two two office buildings and they found one crumpled file cabinet that may or may not even have been a file cabinet wonder what was in that supposed file cabinet oh they found money they what? found money and some files, and they re- returned it to the owner. Oh, That's wow. the official wow. story. Two, was it? It wasn't. Isn't guys, it wasn't the missing two point three trillion from the Pentagon, though, huh? No, R- R- Rumsey. Old Rumsey spent that man. Yeah. <laughs> so it must have been a white guy that found that money under the file cabinet. Then, oh, definitely. <laughs> well. Yeah, there's definitely a white dude that found that money. I don't know, man. There's so much so much fakery around this. I do I do agree with Skull here how they do this where they don't kill anybody. They create this massive hoax. Uh, they create a huge amount of fear. They get a they get a reaction. They get the huge patriotic reaction. And again, um the reason for the jumpers. Uh, why the jumpers are so important. I don't think anybody said this tonight, but the reason why the jumpers were so important was because those were the only deaths that anybody physically saw. That's true. And they're put right in front of you. Put you right have to see them front. and they have to be the most right. horrific thing possible. Right. It's people jumping you can imagine. out of a building to their death to prevent, you know, to... This is... I still don't understand this. So they're jumping to their death to save themselves from burning to death. Because somehow the pain of burning alive is worse than the horrific pain of being smashed, watching your impending death approach you at you know high bearing rate. <laughs> I, I, I just don't, I, I don't get it. I, I, I don't still get think that. it's amazing. They found that one guy's passport. Yeah. The passport, the inflated I still tire. think it's in, Oh, I but anyway, it's incredibly wholesome and depressing that they found that you know that chaplain, that poor, poor man of God, was the, the first recorded death. Very symbolic there. Yes, very much so, actually. 
Um, so this this video that we were, we were talking about, Reinhardt. So it was taken from the guy. The guy that breaks down the video says it's taken from this one particular angle. He points out five landmarks in the video, and they're all correct according to the map of Manhattan. And so the video would have been taken from whatever direction, from the south east of the South Tower. So you would have seen Flight 175 coming in to hit. You you would have definitely seen it. You would have de definitely seen the way this guy was filming. You would have seen it. He caught, he caught the explosion, and, and he would have caught, you know, a good four or five seconds of the airplane, and there's no airplane. So... I mean, oh yeah, yeah. I, I was actually very well done how he shows like he's on Google, like Google Earth or something here mm -hmm. showing the tops of these buildings where these people would have been and filming and showing, you know, a superimposed plane flying in. They should have seen it. Right. It should have been on this film. So that on film. Right. So that goes to now this film that just came out. We don't know whether or not this one is a you know digitally manipulated film or this is a legitimate film where they actually did catch that blast where they blasted you know at this point at, at this point um where the second plane you know from from the time that the second plane quote second plane hit and all that burning started i think that was um when they actually might have started playing some live stuff on television, you know, cause that's like at that point, the explosion was literally seen in New Jersey. You know what I mean? Like I'm people did see that explosion, you know, from different. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, it's, it's like that one, that one video of the jumpers and then it just quickly cuts over and you see the very beginning of the, of the explosion. You don't see a plane or anything, but you see the explosion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just the jumpers thing is so weird. But yeah, so those are the those are the the deaths that you actually get to see. You see those, you get the you get the emotion of oh my god, they're jumping, they're holding hands and jumping. Oh my god, right? Um, and it's right. very emotional, very very emotional watching people choose death over death. You know, um, I like, thought. I don't know, researching all this stuff for this episode, I thought the stuff about the Hutchison effect was incredibly engaging. I mean, uh, the side-by-side -side effects of, like, the bent metals and the spontaneous combustion happening in inside his lab with, uh, you know, side-by-side -side images of some of the, 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 the leftover debris from the, from the twin towers and okay, from hang the, on. the surrounding area. Okay, hang on that, a second. You know, Dog what? Hang on. Um, I don't think anybody knows what the Hutchison effect is. Do you want to explain um, that real quick? Well, uh, John Hutchison was a Canadian who was trying to recreate some of Nikolai Tesla's supposed experiments with free energy. And he had some very, very interesting results uh, where metal seemed to bend bend without cracking and breaking. Uh, certain things completely went against their properties, like uh, like pieces of of solid iron would fume would literally like fume away and then crinkle and, and then crinkle and crunch and in a completely 
uh, bizarre manner. And he had he had situations where he could make water levitate. And some of these results uh, were some of these results almost seemed random depending on the parameters that he was using. And of course the, you know, the DOD got a hold of this guy and, you know, his stuff. And, you know, we may be looking what, what the dustification, all that stuff, the directed energy weapons that, I mean, I, I felt after looking at the evidence were possibly used on the twin towers a scaled up version of the experiments that he was performing inside his own lab. Okay. So somehow they used something that created the Hutchison effect. Yes. Because the way that like, when you look at the, when you look at the way some of the steel beams, uh, the, the remaining steel beams were scrunched, there's just no way that a kinetic force could have done that. Right. That's a chemical reaction. It's almost like, um, you know, the uh, the little snake things that you get on, on 4th of July, you light it up and it like expands and whatever. You know how that thing kind of crinkles around corners and stuff? That's what it looks like, you know, like the reverse action of that. Like where the, like you ever see how like, like in a vacuum, how a can will like crinkle in on itself? Like suck in on itself. Yeah, it's a, that's kind of like what this metal does, but just like in a, instead of like in um, being done mechanically, it's being done like chemically. Like you know what I mean? It's like falling apart chemically. It's very strange. Or alchemically. Alchem, yeah, alchemically. There you go. Um, just saying. Yeah, no, you know, you're not wrong. We didn't get so much into the occultic stuff and the numbers and all the, the symbolism and stuff. There's so much of that. That's like an entire show. Yeah, well, in and of as, as Skull said before the show, that's an entire series in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, it's just starting from the big ones, you know, the two into one that is the, you know, the, the male into female into the androgyne into the, the towers of Joachim Boaz and like, you know, all this, all this ancient symbology. Through two towers right. into the one world trade, um, yeah. There's all kinds of dude. There's all kinds of crazy stuff surrounding this. And the more you look at it, like we didn't even, like we haven't talked about. But dude, dude, guys, all this stuff that we talked about, it just it just removes all the Jewish involvement, though. All the Jews that were involved in nine eleven, it excuses all the Jews. The media is the Jews, you fucking retards. God damn it. Always has been. Yes. The people that are like, guys, it was the media. Yeah, the media is the Jews. The Jews are the media. The media is the CIA. The CIA is the media. The CIA is the Jews. The Jews is the CIA. And friends. You know, and there's there's a lot of shabos going in involved. But like, you know. And all the above are the Swiss. Yes. And all of the above are the Swiss. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> yes. And they're always, always have been and always will be satanic. Always towards that one goal of control. Mm -hmm. Oh, here, here's the thing with some of the people that might be listening to this. If you think that the Mossad did 9-11, I've got some terrible, terrible news for you. To the average American that completely buys into the official narrative, you are in the same boat with us and our no-planes 
directed energy weapons justification, uh, no, uh, you know, no deaths camp. Yeah. You're you're just as much a conspiracy theorist to the eyes of the normie as we are. So before you get on your little high horse, mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. want to remind you that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. You tell him, Dabai. Mm-hmm. Seriously, though, you are. Much like, much like any of you who deny the Holocaust are just as crazy as those of us who believe that the Earth is not a spinny ball in outer space. Yes, it's the same. It's the same thing. There was something else I wanted to add. Oh, um, when you talk about no planes, when we talk about no planes, we're not talking about holograms, okay? We're not talking about people saw holograms. Oh, all the people, all the eyewitnesses, all those eyewitnesses, all those fake eyewitnesses. Yeah, they they would never hire actors to do that. I mean, that that's preposterous. Right. Yeah, like they've never shelled out money before. No. People have never taken money to lie on film about anything. No. All right. What do you, what do you think? People just go on the internet and lie? I would, I would never guess that, especially about Americans. Would never happen. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's just completely untrue. Completely, completely untrue. All right, so here's what I want you guys to do. Not not you guys on the show, because we already did this stuff. But you people out there listening, I want you to go to septemberclues.info and check out Simon Shack's stuff. Check out his videos. Uh, watch the things. Just do the, do the research for yourself. Look at the videos for yourself. It makes so much more sense that this whole thing was a staged media event. I mean, now, the... The World Trade Center complex was demolished. They used the videos, you know, to push the story about what they wanted to get us to do. They got all your kids to sign up, you know, and people, a lot of guys my age and younger to sign up to go over 20 years ago to go over there yeah. to go shoot ragheads, get the guys who did that to you us. You can also go on bitch shoot and watch the Dr. Judy Wood lecture on, uh, her evidence for the justification is is pretty intense and it'll go into the Hutchinson effect and some of the stuff about scientists that were completely uh, ruined for their findings on mm-hmm. cold fusion and tritium and tri- there were high amounts of tritium found in the debris that was left over at the World Trade Center tritium uh, collapse dude tritium they put the tritium in the sights on my glock dude they don't use tritium for that kind of stuff man it's like no what do you know about tritium all right man we will put all of these links in the show notes i'll put uh simon shack's link down there i'll put dr judy wood's link down there even though again you know judy wood believes that people jumped out of the buildings that there were people in the buildings I am no longer a believer in uh, people being in the buildings. And I know people are going to think I'm crazy. Oh, Johnny will believe anything. Mm, not really. Not That's really. what they were saying when COVID first started. So Yeah. Yeah. Johnny yeah. will believe anything. Yeah. Johnny's been right about COVID well, the entire time. And it's been 20 years. So, uh, yeah. The whole, you know, believe anything meme. Well, it's, it's had a timeline. <laughs> It's had a timeline. Yeah, it's taken me a while to get here. I would have, I, dude, I was anti no planes for a very long time. Yeah. 
You know, that's just stupid. Something, something monoxide effect. Yeah, it happens, you know. I try not to be too wrong publicly, you know. It's just one of my, it's one of my things. All right, so check out Simon Shack's website. Check out Judy Wood's stuff. Uh, we got any more links? Maybe we can stick in there. We got, we've had plenty of stuff on our Telegram that you can check out. Go yeah, any, I mean, Johnny, I don't know if you want to post any pictures in like a mega link or if you just want to, yeah, just say go to the Telegram. Yeah, just go to our Telegram. If you're not on Telegram, just get on Telegram. I mean, if you're on any sort of social media whatsoever and you're not on Telegram, you're stupid. Just saying. You know. <laughs> That's not very Telegram's nice. Telegram's fun. <laughs> it took me, a little, took me a little bit to get the hang of it. But, yes, uh, if Dogbot yeah, can get the hang of it. Yeah, if Dogbot can get the hang of a, a modern day application than anybody can so but can he open pdf uh no no it's don't 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 leave him alone don't don't start all right so we got a creepy pasta for you jack you spun one up this week i got one for the first time and it was it was it been like two months something like that what do you, what do you got something like that yeah it's been fun reading them yeah what, what are you reading jack what's it called yeah it's called It's My Life. All right. Well, Jack's going to read that. And um, go check out our T-shirts. Dogbot, your your image is being rendered to digital as we speak. And it will be... Nice. On, yeah, Dogbot's design will be on the next T-shirt. Uh, go to dissidentapparel.com slash allies slash paranormies and buy our shirts. That's about buy it. our shirts, this is a threat. Yes, buy our shirts, yeah, this is a threat. Yeah, leave comments on paranormy.com. Do that. Uh, leave comments on paranormies.com where you can now download the episodes. You can download the episodes. I'm going through and adding the download button to old episodes so you will be able to download from Paranormies all of our episodes that we have. You there can do it for free. Yes, and I will be uploading seasons yep. one and two now that I have good internet thing taking care of good internet thing now that i have sort of the internet thing taken care of out here in the middle of nowhere um but i'll be able to yeah i'll finally be able to get seasons one and two up there with the download button so you guys will be able to download and listen to them anytime you want all right we're gonna get out of here we'll see y'all later time travel makes you gay my life has always sucked i wake up in the morning going to a job i hate a boss who screams and tells me I'm worthless. After, I head to the bar and drown my sorrows in bottle after bottle before heading home to drink some more and head to bed to relieve this monotonous life. Every day, I think of taking the pain pills left over from my surgery. I still feel the pain in my leg, and I feel death would be a better idea than the current life I live. I always feel like I'm forgetting something, like someone who forgot to turn off the stove, that this forgotten thing could burn my house down. I awoke bleary-eyed, a throbbing head. This hangover would linger throughout the whole day, and it wasn't even in the top five of the worst things I'd be going through today. I took some aspirin, got dressed, and headed to work. As I get into work, my boss is right on my ass. He's yelling something about a report not being written, not that I cared at that point. I trudged to my desk and sipped a coffee, sighing through the mundane. After work, I head to the bar and start my round of drinks until closing and head home and lay in bed. I close my eyes, but I smell something odd. Is someone cooking meat? It gets hotter and hotter, 
and I open my eyes. My room is on fire, and so am I. I... I am the meat cooking. I try to move, but it's painful. I look over, and I have hooks in my arms and legs. Oh yes, now I remember. I did take those pain pills.